Waluigi, 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 Waluigi. I can't go that low. <laughs> this is how I decided to test the mics today. Oh. Is this the start? Here comes the boy. Not the third. Hello, boy. <laughs> Welcome. Here he comes. Here he is. Welcome. Here comes the boy. <laughs> it can be the start. Next time we need to put like one candles, like a seance. Yeah, but I felt like sneaking. Oh, was yeah, it? no. <laughs> I mean, like, in a hypothetical future where we aren't criminals? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of seance, we watched a lot of Sam and Colby yesterday. We did. Too Just much. <laughs> yeah, like five hours worth. I had a terrible headache from Colby's terrible camera management. It <laughs> <laughs> was bad. But I love that boy, so it's fine. I'll condone any of his terrible actions. <laughs> um... This is the last day thing we'll record for a this, little bit. Yeah, this little ba- bracket. The, the every other week. We yeah. try to do three a week, four a week. We always do one less than we plan. And this time we were set up for success. Yeah. It was outside factors this time. It wasn't like us Waking with our up poor late. time <laughs> management. You've been at my house since 8 in the morning today. Yeah. Because you, you had to come back real early. It was fun. I did. I took took Emily on my errands for the day. Emily. You helped me carry my textbooks. You helped me shop for my textbooks. I did. It was fun. We played video games. We beat the video <laughs> game. We did beat a video game. We also tested our video equipment. We did. A little bit. Obs. Obs. <laughs> we got to do that. That was fun. It looks real good. I just have to get a, a thing to plug my battery into my computer. We figured out uh, the noise-canceling stuff with OBS and how to yeah. crop videos. We fig- you figured that out. I <laughs> was in the background trying to be as much of a nuisance as uh. possible. <laughs> <laughs> we did so much, though. And we're going to be doing more. When we get home, we have pasta, and our friends are going to come over play to board play games. board games with us. I think it'll be fun. Because last time I tried to teach Erin this game, she was very drunk. And it's a very complicated game. Yeah, Poor lady never saw it coming. Like, it's a hard game. <laughs> Luis? Am I? We've said his name before. I think so. Yeah. Luis got really into it, though. He was pretty good. I think he won, actually, when we taught him how to play. That's fun. Erin did not win. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron Erin lost. Erin <laughs> was very drunk. I love her. I'm excited to see her. Ooh. What else has happened? Happened? Um. Huh. This comes out when? This comes out. The second week in September. I will pull up our calendar just to be safe, but I think that sounds right. So we're about to start school, and we'll we'll be in school for a little bit when. I'm for for reference. I move in on August fourteenth. My first day is August eighteenth. My first day is August twenty third. Yeah, because we have like a fake half week. Yeah, y'all don't assholes. 
Yeah, but we just have to start. <laughs> Y'all get like a test run and yeah. then a weekend to, to e- email financial aid. Yeah. Yell at them. <laughs> Do stuff. We just, they're like, all right, have full first week. Figure it out. Figure it out. No break. Yeah. Nah. So, hello future me that is doing school right now. How do you think your first few weeks of school have gone? Hi, this is Editing Mac here. I just wanted to take this time to insert myself uh, because Emily and Michaela both sound really optimistic about their first few weeks of school in this clip. Um, And I just wanted to take this moment to say that those first few weeks were indeed canceled by a hurricane, a literal hurricane. Um, They don't happen. School just restarted. Yeah. Just wanted to make it very clear that the optimism doesn't work out. Oh, like predicting the future? Yeah, predict the future. Um, It's September 8th right now. Hi again. This episode does not go out on September 8th because there was a literal hurricane. How's life? I... I will be less than a month away from 20 years old. Yes, your birthday would be coming up, is coming up. So that's fun. In this hypothetical future. Uh... (laughs) I I think just I'd like finally getting into the groove of it. I have a busy mm-hmm. semester coming up with classes being back in person. This is going to be my first yeah. college semester with in-person classes and oh, stuff. Like, yeah. Well, I had a couple scattered through my first two semesters. I think I had two total. And but like w- this is going to be a full One of them semester. got moved to online halfway through. So I, like I really didn't have much in person mm-hmm. at all. It was all in my dorm room. Yeah. So this is my first semester where everything I'm going to in person. Famous last words. Every class. I think I've won online actually. Uh, just because it's a bigger, it's a statistics class. So mm-hmm. it's still a bigger class. Do you think that's stressing you out or do you think you're I don't handling think it well? I don't think it's going to stress me. It's just, it's going to be another one of like, it's a trans, uh, just a period of weirdness because mm-hmm. going from high school to college is weird, and then college version one to college version two. I think yeah. it's just going to be a little weird. I don't think it's going to be hard to get settled into, but I think around like early September, I'll finally be like, I got the rhythm down. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to take a little bit longer than like last semester per se. Do you think you have any crazy professors or anything like obscenely difficult? I have chemistry. Ew. And I did, like, I did fine in chemistry in high school. I just know that I'm going to, like, have to actually study, which is most classes in college. You can't really get away with too much of the high school shenanigans. Some classes were like, all right, I studied two minutes before the test. Let's get this. But um, for for chemistry, I need a lot of chemistry for like degree mm-hmm. so I kind of got to like know it this time yeah and in high school I did fine because I just kind of breathe like did you did take AP chem no. no I did AP physics you did AP physics right 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 your uh, sister did AP chem mm-hmm. man fuck AP chem <laughs> my favorite story about that <laughs> I got a 22 on the final <laughs> I walked up to her and I said ma'am I need a 70 on this final to pass your class with a C. And, you know, she she graded it. Like, you you turned it in. She scanned it with her phone. She had your grade right there. <laughs> and she showed it to you. And she showed me that 22. <laughs> I got a 22 on my chem final. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just went and sat back down and, like, suffered. She gave me a 50-point curve, dude. <laughs> 
a 50-point curve. I walked into that final two, I shit you not, with a pillowcase, or a pillow, in a pillowcase, and then I had a jar of pickles and a fork. And that's how I walked into that final. Wonderful. I finished that final, and I just, I slept for the rest of, I finished that final so fast because I did not know anything. I wasn't wasting any time. I wasn't, I wasn't going to pretend. I said A, 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 B, A, A, B, A, A, 22, bitch. And then I ate my pickles and I took a nap. She That's gave wonderful. us that final was so hard that she gave everybody a stuffed animal as an emotional support item to take <laughs> the test with them. I still have mine. It That's was a random so one good. too. Like it was a trash bag and you had to reach in and pull out your emotional support stuffed animal to get through the AP Chem final. And I pulled out a lion. That's fun. Isn't it? She's chilling. Her <laughs> name is Lauren after my teacher. Oh. Yeah. I love her. A namesake. Yeah. That class was traumatic. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds not fun. No, it was awful. It was awful. It was so hard. And AP Chem is so difficult already. And my teacher was also kind of, woohoo, little cuckoo bananas. (laughs) (laughs) She was a little cuckoo. But, yeah. Wonderful. No. (laughs) That was trauma. Have you ever failed a final that hard? No, I don't think. Damn. You see, it was good for the plot. Uh, yeah. I took a lot of finals. I had a final where... Uh, the teacher's like... Y- okay, so in this class, we kind of took everything as a group test, even though we weren't supposed to. Oh, I know what class you're talking about. And so for the final she was like y'all cannot do this as a group test and then halfway through we just started taking it as a group we just said no we're like look miss oh i bleep that out but (laughs) isn't this the same class where randomly you guys would also just take each other's tests yeah no we would just get up in the middle of the test all switch seats and just start taking someone else's test and in that class she had to curve we all made a's nice somehow but somehow we always do in the very difficult (laughs) classes and I came um, out of AP Chem with a B. The highest grade on every test, I kid you not, was this kid in the class who was using a random probability calculator huh. on his his uh, graphing calculator. So he just would plug in stuff and then have A, B, C, D, whichever one the calculator gave him, he put in and scored the highest every time. That's a horror story. Yeah. I... People Some people were actively trying, like cheating. Yeah. I used the textbook on half these tests. And you still, <laughs> oh my god. And the random probability generator still beat you out. I don't understand. But isn't it kind of funny how, like, even in the hard, because if you if you had said, like, oh, we started taking each other's tests in, like, algebra or something, like, no, like, that's. That's not a thing. No. That's not a thing. Those classes, like, yeah, some of them are difficult, but if more than half of the people can keep their heads above water, and then you get into things like AP classes. If you ever walk into an AP class as someone who is not in an AP class, it looks like a bloodbath. Like, what is going on? It has to be curved so hard. But it's, like, because if you look at how hard AP te- the AP yeah. tests are curved, it's because we're all dumb. No, every single person is so dumb. So scoring a 50 on these tests is, like, a top score. No, literally. It's, like, a 4. Yeah, no. You have to make a 70 on it to get a perfect, like, a perfect 5. Yeah. Insane. 
And you know what the worst part of that AP Chem class was? I didn't even get to take the test. Oh, no. Because it was on the day of graduation rehearsal. Oh. And you can't miss that. Grad rehearsal was mandatory. That sucks. There was, like, a special scenario where, parents who complained, but... I, I got... I didn't take all of my senior year AP test because COVID kind of screwed up the process. Oh, yeah. And so I had for... I did AP, AB, and BC calculus mm-hmm. to get so I could be done with calculus because at that point I was going in electrical engineering and you need like three years of yeah. ca- or three semesters of calculus, calculus or whatever. So I was gonna just you know knock some of it out and then I wasn't able to take the test to because to pass the first calculus. I mean, to pass the second calculus, you have to have credits for the first calculus. Mm-hmm. And normally, the AP test is set up that if you take the BC test, you get AB credits. Right. But when they redid the test for the online COVID one, they said that wasn't a thing anymore. That's dumb. So you had to pick. So you either could only get the AB one or the... And I had studied for the BC one because mm-hmm. I was going to take the BC one that also gave me the AB, AB credit. credit. So now you have credit for BC calculus, but not AB? No, I didn't take either of the oh, tests. Oh, you didn't take either of the I tests. just got the refund because it was like, I, it won't even let me skip a class. Yeah, that's dumb. So I didn't take that one. And then I, what else was I in? I didn't take the AP physics one because I knew no physics at the end of it. The calculator beat me out with a random guess generator. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not, I'm just going to get your refund for that too, since it was an option that year. And then what else was I in? Oh, AP English. I'm bad at English. I had honors English, but I was going to opt into oh. the AP test. Oh, gotcha. Um, but then I didn't. On that note, should we start? Yeah, I think we're, I think that's a good segue into something. Okay. It's not. Yeah. But we're going to use it as one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a fun one today, I think. Okay. It's a ghost story? Yeah, it's a ghost story. Um, And it's one you've definitely heard of. Maybe not researched, but you definitely know what it is. Oh, no, my screen hasn't refreshed yet. Excuse me. My notes aren't coming up. Get scared. Where'd they go? There they go. (laughs) No, they don't. There we go. Get scared. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to give you some hints. We're going to go back to hints. Okay? I don't think we left hints. <laughs> it's one of the most haunted places in America. Okay. Okay. It's in Kansas. You definitely know what it is. Okay. It is, like, on those top ten lists of haunted places to, to visit. In Kansas? Um, Ghost Adventures has been there. BuzzFeed Unsolved has been there. Uh, it's been heavily researched by, like, major news stations. It's a very well-documented haunting. Um, yeah. (laughs) Give me a guess. So, it's a famous haunting in Kansas. A very famous haunting in Kansas. Like, is it a, a, a place or a person that we're talking about? Um, it's a place that is named after a person. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even have guesses. The Sally House? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's, like I said, it's one of the most haunted, it's one of the most well-documented hauntings, like, of all time. There are, like, 
books written about it. Um, I think the people who like originated the story have passed, but I might be wrong. But the there's books written like by them, um, by the, like the victims of the haunting, like detailing firsthand accounts. So it's like of the same caliber as like the Amityville haunting. Like it's right up there, and it was well documented by like a lot of news outlets and all that stuff who got um, really involved at the time. And it's very like what's the word? Mainstream. It's a mainstream haunting, and okay. we can call it that. So um, the house was built between eighteen sixty seven. Um, built between 1867 and 1871. The house has three confirmed deaths attached to it. Um, they're Michael Finney in 1872, William True in 1918, um, and Agnes True in 1939. Oh, I forgot to give my credit. Um, I watched BuzzFeed Unsolved, and I listened to the And That's Why We Drink episode, and also Loie Lane. You know, my tried and true, minus ghost adventures. <laughs> it's like, those are my people. Um, but... So a lot of this, like, I, what I did was I listened to the entire And That's Why We Drink episode and took notes and then took separate notes on the BuzzFeed video and sort of forced them together in, like, chronological order. And then I sprinkled in a lot of Loie's details because she had some crazy ones. So that's the format. So the house is in Kansas, um, and it was originally built for the Finney family. I mentioned Michael earlier. He's one of the confirmed deaths, but um, he was the patriarch of the family, uh, the spearhead, and he was also a doctor. All right. Um, he ran his practice out of his house, so the lower levels of the house, um, like, were operating rooms and labs um, in that sort of situation, and uh, the family lived upstairs. So one day, this six-year-old girl is rushed in by her mother um, with like crazy stomach pains and is like screaming she's in so much pain uh, she can't walk like it's a whole situation and Dr. Finney like, and she's begging Dr. Finney for help essentially yeah um, because her daughter is sick in some versions of the story uh, they were Dr. Finney's neighbors in some versions they were just like a client essentially yeah, in the town he was a doctor um, Dr. Finney takes time to deduce that and figures out that she has appendicitis and that her appendix is about to rupture. And if you know anything about a ruptured appendix, like, once it ruptures, that's... It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> Shit gets in your blood. Yeah. It will kill you. It's a much harder thing to fix than that just getting it out. Appendicitis is when it's inflamed and about to rupture. So that's usually when people get their appendix removed. Um... So he concludes that she has to have emergency surgery or else she will die. Um, so without time to waste, he doesn't wait for the anesthetic to kick in. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so he performs surgery while she is still awake and coherent. <gasps> How old was she? Six. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, there is a, like, there's another version of the story where, like, she saw, like, the medical tools, um, and stuff and freaked out. In that version, she doesn't even, she's not even given anesthetic. <gasps> um, like, he straight up just does not have time. There's another version where the anesthetic started to work, but he didn't give it enough time. Like, he started too early. Regardless, he performed 
and organ removal. A major surgery on a six-year-old girl while she is awake and screaming the entire time. That's... Oh, that's intense. Mm-hmm. Was she, like, tied down or something? She had to be. Yeah, it's like a situation. Um, or she was just, like, too weak to hold him back is the other version of the story. But to, like, cut an organ out? Yeah. <laughs> um, to make matters worse, uh, the surgery was botched. It didn't even work. Um, she bled out on the operating table. Oh, no. Um, yeah. We don't know her name. Some people name her Sally. Um, also, it's some people think that, like, the name Sally came after the fact. Because, you know, some ghosts are famously named, like, after they start presenting themselves. Yeah. So some people just name think that the name originated after, like, sh- the ghost started presenting. And they were like, oh, it's a little girl. Let's name her Sally. Um, some say that her name was Sally. Uh, regardless, hence the Sally house. Regardless of how it comes to be, it originates from this little girl, this urban legend. Uh, the doctor and his family lived in that house, ancestor after ancestor. The Finney house owned that house, or the Finney family owned the house until about the 1940s, so about 100 years. Um, and once that happened, uh, Charles Finney, the final Finney, the final Finney, uh-huh. <laughs> He died in 1947, and then the house began to be sold. Okay. Um, So it did not stick with one family very long. There was a lot of strange activity. People uh, woke up with, like, cuts and bruises. Um, Someone woke up with, like, fingerprints. Um, Also of note, like, a lot of people who were hurt in the house were men. And some people think that that's because Sally is still trying to fight off the doctor. Yeah. Or, like, still, like, projecting uh, these men, like, as the doctor in her head. Um, things like that. But uh, no one stayed there very long. Um, the 19... Like, there was ghost activity in the house, though. Um, it just didn't really hit a peak until the late 1990s. Um, at that point, that's when the main family of our story moves in. Um, their names are Tony and Deborah Pickman, and they had a little baby. Uh, they moved here in the early 90s, or, like, sorry, the late 90s, and uh, they moved here December 31st, 1992. Their haunting began pretty much immediately. Uh, so it starts off small. It M on That's Why We Drink made a, an interesting point that this doesn't sound like a haunting. It sounds like a poltergeist, and I am not informed on like the difference enough but I just wanted to throw it in there that like the haunting is cited as like small at first with lights dimming um, making the dog bark at nothing is one of them Uh, pictures were turned upside down Um, appliances would turn off and on their newborn woke every hour quote as if someone was playing with him Oh. Um, their neighbor actually once saw the nursery window light on from their home and eventually asked Deborah, like, why do you leave the nursery light on all night, every night? And Deborah's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't. <laughs> but it, it turned out that Deborah would turn off the light and put the baby to bed. And then this ghost, poltergeist, whatever you want to call it, would turn the light back on and play with the baby. Yeah. <gasps> um, things got weirder. July 14th, 1993, um, so this is about a few months after they moved in, uh, Tony, Deborah, and her sister Karen 
uh, come home from a night out and discover that all of the toys in the nursery are in a circle uh, with their backs facing out or with their backs facing inward. They're facing out. Oh. Um, in the middle of the floor. So the at first they're like, they figure one of them is like playing a prank on each other or something. So they pick up the toys. That's funny. Right. They pick up the toys. Um, they put them away and they go back downstairs. Later when they come back up, the light was on which it had previously been turned off, and uh, toys were, like, scattered around the floor. Oh, it was mad. You ruined its circle. Yeah, so after this, they leave for a little bit. Um, they go stay with Tony's parents. Um, especially, I think it, it's there's. it was very active in the nursery, and that's concerning. Yeah. As new parents, it's your first child, first of all, and it's a newborn baby. Yeah. A ghost is pl- if a ghost was playing with my baby... Absolutely not. If you can't babysit, you can't touch it. <laughs> like, if you can't help take care, you cannot be making a mess. Contribute. <laughs> contribute, and then you can play with the baby. At least pay rent, gosh. At least pay rent, gosh. Um, so, they leave, probably out of concern of the child. And uh, while they were leaving, Tony felt like a stinging on his back and when he lifted up his shirt he had three long scratches across his back oh. um tony would also it, this thing attacked tony <laughs> um it, he would continue to be viciously scratched and bruised as time went on there's uh, also one story about it manifesting on video where you can <gasps> see the scratch form i couldn't find the video i also did not look very hard okay um i think i googled like one thing and it wasn't the first thing on google so i was like eh <laughs> I'll do a disclaimer. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, so it probably exists. I didn't find it. Didn't look very hard. My throat is raw from screaming. <laughs> ah. 1993. Um, so later in the year, the the Pickmans actually bought the ghost, brought the ghost a doll, to try and like satisfy it in some way. Uh, it it said that the ghost did play with their son a lot, so they. The idea was that they were trying to, like, reward it for being nice. Okay. So they brought her, and it was also, at this point, like, it had a name. Um, so they bought her a baby doll. They wrapped it in a box and left it on the floor. And they it went untouched for weeks. And then one day they came back, and the doll was lying on the ground beside the box, but the box had not been opened or touched. <gasps> Magic. Straight up. Straight up. Um, they turned to a psychic at a point. Um, the psychic picked up on the presence and gave it the name that we know of now, which is Sally. Um, and it gets worse after that because they were enabling it. <gasps> you know, like you, you don't give, you don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, because if it is a poltergeist, first of all, you're feeding into it. And also a lot of people don't think that this is a ghost. Yeah. A lot of people think that this is a demon in this house who is pretending to be a child because that's also one thing that demons are, like, known for doing in famously haunted places. We saw it in The Conjuring House um, where the ghost was – or the demon was pretending to be a little boy, specifically a spirit that confirmed resided there, but it was definitely, like, a demon putting on a front. Um, Demons are notorious – for trying to make themselves seem unassuming. Innocent and playful and, like... Right. 
So some people think that this that this ghost girl never existed in the first place, and that it was always a demon. Some people think that they coexist. So, so like there's two things in the house. That there's two entities, and one is a girl who wants to play with a baby, and the other one is the scratching and the the violence. Um, but it gets worse. Uh, random fires would start to pop up in the house out of nowhere and then extinguish themselves. And uh, objects would visibly move in front of you. <gasps> um, the temperature was dropping. A hus- his Tony was scratched all over all the time, but the ghost never touched wife or baby. Bricks would fly at you if you tried to go into the basement. Um, the Pikmin's Pickman- uh, sighted smelling something really foul, um, sometimes comparing it to sulfur, oh. which is a bad sign. Demons. Um, and objects would also levitate is the other things. Um, got worse as time went on. Uh, Tony's little scratches turned from little to long claws. They'd appear on his stomach, his chest, his, sol- his shoulders, and they looked animal Ooh. with how violent they were. Which is why people cite, you know, demons. Yeah. Um, because you know who else famously manifested, like, three claw marks? Annabelle. Oh. Who is confirmed I do remember to be that, yeah. a legitimate demon. Like, we just know that. Yeah. Um, Deborah actually wrote a book, and she talks about a story uh, once where Tony wouldn't typically acknowledge the ghost. He'd, like, pretend it didn't exist. But there is a story where Tony was, like, asleep on the sofa, and Sally bit him on the thigh. <gasps> Um, it didn't break skin, but there were teeth marks, like the size of a child. Straight up teeth marks. Of a little girl. That's Mm -hmm. so weird. And I think it's worse also, because, like, they did have a kid, but their kid was, uh, at this point, six months old. Yeah, like a baby baby. Wasn't walking, wasn't talking, had not even started to grow teeth yet. And Deborah also said that, like, if Tony were to bite himself, he would have had to have been a contortionist. Because it was the back of his thigh. That's crazy. Isn't it? Um, and it also kind of, like, fits that the, the, the girl's probably trying to do anything to get the doctor off her. Oh, yeah, like biting. Biting guys, scratching. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a little girl. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Tony would also start to get possessed. <gasps> oh, this is a jump. <laughs> He would uh, go into a deep sleep in the middle of the night, and he would wake up um, and say things to his wife in a voice that just straight up wasn't his. <gasps> and um, then he'd go back to sleep and have not remember anything the next morning. That's crazy. Uh, one of these times, he fell asleep on the sofa, then got up, walked over to his wife, and in a voice that was uh, higher pitched than his, he said, he is mine. <gasps> is right wait (laughs) straight up um according to deborah on the morning of october 1st 1993 uh tony also like went to grab a glass of orange juice from the kitchen uh and when he turned around he saw a full figure of a little girl in early 1900s clothing and he saw her so vividly that he actually like took out a piece of paper and drew her you can see Tony's sketch online. It's haunting, and I hate it um, with every fiber of my being. It looks like a porcelain doll, almost. <gasps> like, it looks like a... 
it looks as stereotypical as it can. When I say little girl in 1900s clothing, it is exactly what you picture at Yeah, first. just like textbook. Textbook. Um, textbook creepy child. <laughs> um, there was also a resident, we're going to take a little bit of a left turn and then bring it back. Um, there was a resident before the Pickmans. Um, she has been interviewed, obviously, because she lived in the house at a point, and after all this information about hauntings came out, she was interviewed to see if she experienced anything. Um, she said that when she lived there, her daughter was five years old and had an imaginary friend named Sally. <gasps> and um, she, quote, I would scold her for something, and then she'd come back and tell me, I didn't do that, Sally did. Or she'd say, Sally told me to do it. Uh, years later, that little girl, now grown, was shown Tony's drawing and identified it as her imaginary friend. That's cool. Yeah. She just straight up said, like, that that was her. And it's also a thing, like, these... These, this wasn't the previous owner. This was a resident way before them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and the fact that they gave the ghost the same name. Yeah, the, the psychic who... Mm-hmm. The psychic, the Pickmans, and this previous resident all named her the same thing and all described her the same way, independent of one another. That's cool. It's not a coincidence, also. <laughs> like, that, that just proves that there is something there. Um two previous residents also testified to fires randomly starting specifically they cited it in the room that would eventually become the nursery oh yeah so So that could have what was in that room no literally like and i tried to find any information on where the operating room was and a lot of people i don't know i thought it was in the the basement right and I thought it was in the basement. A lot of people just by default assume it was because, like, that makes first of all that makes sense, um, and second of all, I don't I don't know where they're getting this information. Like, I I couldn't find any source that confirmed that that's where the lab was, um, and it it's just kind of understood, you know, because there was a basement and it was like family lived in the the main house and yeah. then he operated his labs below, but I mean. Who's to say he even made it to the operating room? Yeah, that's fair. If he thought that this girl had such a terrible, like, rupturing of her appendix, you know? Like, I'm just I'm just trying to make any excuse for why the nursery is so active. Yeah. But, so, activity, um, believe it or not, escalated. <laughs> a lamp was thrown at Tony's mom. Like, a straight-up lamp. Not Tony's mom. Uh, Tony said he could hear scratches on the wall by his bed, quote, almost like you had an animal digging to get out of the wall. At one point, Sally appeared in Tony's room, grabbed his wrists, and burnt dark red finger marks into his arm. Oh. Um, this is when Tony began, Tony specifically, began to believe that they were dealing with something other than a little girl. Yeah, he's starting to say, what kind of little girl can just burn you by touching you? Literally. Um, he wanted to leave. He Art. wanted to pack it up, move. But Deborah hadn't experienced any violence. Yeah, but Tony's about to get murked. Correct. But at this point, like, some of the things that Tony was testifying to were, like, things that only he experienced. You know, like the... I'm... This mic is killing me. Hello? Hello? That looks fine, right? That looks fine. Yeah. Um, but like the things that only Tony was experiencing, like the the sounds behind the bed, 
like yeah. the, the blackened memories. Like, yeah, Deborah. Could just be paranoia, to some yeah. of it. So I can see where Deborah's coming from. And, like, Deborah experienced some things, but everything she experienced was not violent in nature. So, like, there were moments where she was scared, but she was never targeted, I guess. So Tony wanted to leave, and it's completely justified. Um, so, yeah. Tony wanted to leave, and Deborah didn't. Um, and. Tony also began to have violent thoughts while in the house. Uh, the quote is, I got to a point where I, when I was in the house, could not think any happy thoughts. It was just strictly I wanted to hurt her, meaning Deborah. <gasps> I, I was a different person. That something could come inside me and make me capable of doing that, I just, it tears me up. As much as I hate to say it, I planned on slitting her throat. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, in 1994, they finally moved out. Um, They do come back for a lot of paranormal investigations. Each time, Tony is still targeted. (laughs) What's against Tony? No, like, it's because he's a man. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, that's... Um, This was their turning point, though. They start making reports, too. Um, Then the house starts being investigated. So, several times, side note, um, a lot of these investigations were TV networks. Um, there was a show called Sighting, the A&E Channel, the Travel Channel, the History Channel, the Discovery Channel, the Sci-Fi Channel, and Paramount Pictures, which made a movie out of it uh, called Heartland Ghost. Oh. So, like, it's... And then that's why it's so well documented, because literally everybody and their mother showed up and was like, I want to see it. <laughs> show me. Um, a lot of s- very famous psychics also visited this house, um... And news stations as well, like mainstream news stations. So it's very well documented. Um, pretty much every investigator who walked into this house walked out with something, some form of paranormal evidence. Um, there was also a report from one of these investigations that they caught the spirit of a little girl and also a grown woman. Huh. Um in another version of the story, the grown woman is the evil one, who is the one responsible for a lot of the violence. Um, and Sally just shows up to, like, warn. It could be Sally's mom coming back to, like, right defending her from men. Or this is the demon. Yeah. Like, something. Um, regardless, some investigators have cited two presences in the house. Um, others say Sally is just a straight-up poltergeist and is not an actual ghost. Like, was never tied to something. Right. I don't know the difference between a ghost and a poltergeist. I'll do my research. I'll come <laughs> back educated. Um, oh, Ouija boards have been used here. Audio recordings, polygraphs, EVPs. Mediums have come in with crystals. Like, basically every way to contact the dead has been done in this house, and everything has come back with results. All right. Literally. I want to go. This house um, is so heavily active that a lot of investigators actually consider it a practice house for investigations because it's guaranteed to get results. So a lot of new uh, paranormal equipment is tested here. Huh. Because It's called a, a paranormal lab where you can go to test new equipment. And basically, if it works there, where they're guaranteed to get results, it may work somewhere else too. That is fun. Um, some people... Apparently also call like the living room a gateway to hell is another thing. Um, someone on Reddit also brought this story forth, that, the, and this isn't confirmed, that there was a false wall in the basement. And apparently it was opened with a medium there. And the medium s- essentially said it was a black hole. And like a hundred spirits 
um, were like hit him in the face at once. Um, one of the spirits said they were Beelzebub. Oh. So, um, the basement is also a very hot spot for activity. Well after the Pikmins left, uh, there was a female tenant and her husband who moved uh, their children in and reported parent. They didn't uh, and reported no paranormal activity. Um, however, it, there was a surprise visit from the landlord. Um, and allegedly a pentagram, um, along with an altar, a black kettle, and a black robe were discovered in the basement. Um, it was presumed that the female tenant was a devil, cultic worshiper of some sort. Alright. Side note, this is also where that BuzzFeed sound comes from. Um, a pointy hat, a broomstick, three newts, a lizard tongue, eyeballs. It's Shane making a joke about everything that was found in the basement of the Sally house. Okay. Um, Okay. So, yeah. To this day, there is a black mark on the floor of the basement, and many people uh, believe that that's where the alleged pentagram was. Um... And many people also believe that the demon specifically lives in the basement, and there's this big hole in the back wall that is cited as, like, its its home. It's a little house. Um, one previous tenant also said that she woke up um, and turned over in bed, and a grotesque and gaunt individual was laying next to them. <gasps> like, it's a whole thing, um, which is another sighting of, allegedly, the demon. So... Uh, one of the things he was tired. that Tony reported, uh, did you just say it was tired? He was in the bed. Did you just say the demon was tired? So it, like. Just got in the bed. To what? Take a fucking nap? What else do you do in bed? It's immortal. <laughs> it is an immortal. That's gotta be tiring. Darkness and trauma. Say what you want. I think he was tired. Fuck you. Um, so, Tony also reported that he always knew he was about to be d- attacked when the temperature dropped. Um, one of these investigations was... Um, whoa, 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 whoa. One of these investigations uh, brought Tony along with him and monitored the temperature. And when the temperature started to drop, they straight up stopped filming the house and immediately started to film Tony. Because that's how he said he knew he was about to be attacked. And this is um, where the clip from the scratches show up, where you can see the scratches form on his back. Oh. So, um, also, throughout the house in... Whoop! Whoop! Calm down. Um, There was also horseshoe prints found around the house. Some people believe that it's because, like, demons allegedly have, like, hooven feet. Interesting. Um... Beyond scratches, Tony would also get burned. And everyone around him, every man, I should say, around him would also be attacked. So it would, like, center on Tony. But if Tony's getting burned, then so is Carl. You know, like, <laughs> Anyone coming along. Um, some regular things that have also been cited to happen in the house are, you know, the usual, like, footsteps and banging on the walls. Um, other things are flying objects. Um sounds of animals and like human voices um the unexplained fires that i mentioned earlier um a lot of evps that are done in this house um you get all types of voices um male female and children uh the strange smells 
Um, you know, your usual recording equipment will stop working. Visitors will be scratched or bruised. Dramatic temperature changes. Um, one group of individuals went in and had to leave within 20 minutes because one of them had, like, a crazy, like, episode of rage. And um, others got, like, chest pains and anxieties. Like, it was, like, two ends of the same spectrum. Like, some people just got crazy scared and some people got crazy angry. And they heard growling coming up from the floor. So they were in there literally for 20 minutes. <laughs> Bye. Um, someone also watched the curtains just, like, come catch on fire and then put themselves out um notable evps are in a little girl's voice um some of the quotes are i know you uh no tomorrow maggots nice to be safe uh good night and one that m mentioned on the and that's why we drink episode is played forward or backwards it gives you the same sentence which is god picked the wrong time um interessante that one so other ones were like fun good night <laughs> so the major question that people usually have about this is like who is actually sally um there was a confirmed sally isabel hall who lived in the house in 1905 uh, but she was a 35 year old black woman um, this the implications are of, of this that are that if there was no confirmed Sally, then something is pretending, like we mentioned earlier, to be a little girl, and that it was just named Sally. Uh, it, I know we talked about Annabelle already this episode, but I'm gonna bring it up again. The story hits a lot of the same notes, where it was a demon. Um, in Annabelle's case, the 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 two women who lived with Annabelle fully believed that it was the spirit of a little girl for a very long time because that's how it presented itself. It was only years after the fact. Need you to trust it. It's yeah. going to be like, hi, I'm a demon. I'm moving Literally. in. And it it wanted to be quiet and unassuming. Annabelle though, Annabelle played a long game. Oh, Annabelle yeah. like drew them pictures and shit and was like, hee hee, hee hee, just girly things. And convinced a lot of people, including mediums, that she was a little girl. Sally ain't waste no t- fucking time. Sally says, my name's Sally, and then bites you. Like, <laughs> Sally says, if hi, you're Tony. Sally, and then three scratches across <laughs> your chest. Unless you're a baby. Unless you're a baby. In which case, it plays with you. Which, you know. Pop off. Beelzebub is my babysitter. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. What a great episode title. Um, so... Even though the house is classified as haunted, a lot of people do not believe that this is a haunting. They believe it is a case of, like, a demon owning a space. Um, Allegedly, that is the source of all of the evil in the house is demons, not a girl. Um, So, we've we've touched on some of them already, but some, like I said, it's like a broken record. It's either a ghost girl, a demon, or potentially both. Which aligns with the fact that some mediums cite two different energies in the house. Um, one more, like, innocent and quiet and unassuming, and the other just straight up Beelzebub. So, <laughs> BuzzFeed got some fun stuff. So, Shane is being his usual dick self and is taunting the ghost, but they go into the kitchen and they put a flashlight on the counter and they ask it to show itself um, by turning on the light. They say... Uh, Turn it on if you like the guy standing there, referencing Shane. Um, Then Shane says, turn it on if you don't like us. It immediately turns on. 
um, if you actually don't like us, they 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 turn they they tell it to turn it off and it turns off and then they say if you actually don't like us, turn it back on and it does. Oh, I love the flashlights. So the investigators um, also later ask the spirits to turn the light off, and it starts to dim. And then one of the investigators, because they brought a paranormal expert with them, um, he clarifies, like, no, turn it all the way off. And it does. It follows his instructions. Um, and then the flashlight, like, they're collecting their thoughts, and they're talking to the cameras. And you can hear it before you can see it. But Shane's like, what the fuck is that noise? Like, is that a car passing? And then they turn around and the flashlight is rolling back and forth on the counter. Um, and previously it had been stock still. No one touched it. Um, you can see it. Like, they go from looking at it to turning inwards to face the camera. And like I said, you can hear it before you see it. But it's just going back and forth and back and forth. That's so cool. Isn't it? And then they go into the basement and uh, they bring the flashlights and the EMF reader. The EMF reader does start to go crazy, but it's deduced that it's a false read. Um, and then, because the, there's a lot of electricity going through the basement is what he yeah. says. But Shane laid down on the floor where the pentagram allegedly was and asks for the lights to be turned on. Specifically, he says, if you want to eat my heart, turn the light on. Nothing happens. Then he says, if you want to eat Ryan's heart, turn the light on the light turns on <laughs> and then the investigator says and ryan starts freaking out and the investigator says could you please turn it off for ryan's sake and it does <laughs> so yeah um they do end up sleeping there but they leave halfway through the night because ryan's just having a straight up panic attack fair so yeah but the they did play like they did get answers from the spirit i guess is what i'm saying and uh still unknown if it's a demon or a ghost but probably a demon if it's a poltergeist. Or a little it, bit of both. Right. But, like, there's definitely a demon there. It's just, is the demon Sally? I guess is the question. That's interesting. Could, like... Yeah, I don't know the, the process of it all. From what I understand, things are classified as a poltergeist when it's, like, physical. Because, you know, ghosts, like, struggle to... To do things sometimes. Look it up. You ready for look it up? Oh yeah, go ahead. And I'm gonna give you my theory while you do that, while you're looking it up. Um, Cause I think we've talked about it before, where ghosts, there's the potential that ghosts are just energy trapped in a place, which is like why when we talked about the Myrtle's plantation, ghosts would look out of windows that weren't there anymore, like repeating what they did when they were alive. Poltergeists, from what I understand, are more like here and now interacting with the world as it is like responding to questions and things like that um they have a lot more power but i also might be wrong i might be a little dumb because i'm uneducated on this topic but emily's about to educate me this is from the ghost lore wikipedia page so i don't know how accurate this is in okay. the paranormal investigation community we love the clarification <laughs> uh, but coming from our lord and savior wikipedia it is a type of ghost or spirit that is responsible for physical disturbances. So it's still like a ghost, but it, it like you said, it can move stuff. It can pinch people, bite people, hit people, trip people, turn lights off, make loud noises. Um, it like it, it has more capability than, like you said, a ghost that just can mess with energy. Mm -hmm. So instead of like a spirit only being able to use a spirit box to talk to you or the 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 um 
temperature drops to communicate with you or in a Ouija board that all uses energy it could use stuff like set off physical like movement detectors yeah. and stuff it's it's more of a physical disturbance than that lines up an energy thing do you remember Peeves the poltergeist from the Harry Potter books yeah sadly left out of the movie Fred and George's friend would just fuck shit oh and they're also um capable of levitation right which knocking is like on doors why it lines up with like sally allegedly like lifting things and moving things like that's not a ghost that's not like a, ter- a stereotypical it, ghost that's yeah like it says it's like a type of ghost or spirit coming from wikipedia right so it's like a, a like a, a ghost or a spirit i guess you could break it down a ghost kind of is the overarching term and then a spirit is energy based mm-hmm. kind of just like a emotions or energy trapped in a loop or world or something and then a poltergeist is more more sustenance to that that carries that is what like i'm that makes sense what i'm reading from wikipedia makes sense i believe it and like i feel like demons could be confused with poltergeists that too like by experts and things because when you think of a when when you think of a demonic haunting like the things that come forth to me are things like throwing things and like violence like which is what happened to tony like he got things thrown at him and his things were thrown across the house and yada 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 but also like the three scratches on his chest but also that doesn't carry with the ghost playing with the baby and like playing with the toys and stuff Mm -hmm. so it's like it makes sense to me that it's two spirits not spirits a spirit and a straight up demon i'm reading another one that clarifies real quick also i think it's fun that it lines up a lot with like other hauntings like we watched uh sam and colby go to the conjuring house the other day and why is it what's everybody's obsession with beelzebub also they called him beelzebub <laughs> yeah my favorite funny. part was the, um, the beelzebub we also discovered a very fun new form of seance nope spirit box that we're gonna do and estes the estes. estes method so you you cover somebody puts noise canceling headphones on so i'm gonna quickly explain the spirit box again though before okay. i don't want to do that last the spirit box we've talked about it a bunch of times on here already it's this little device that makes white noise that spirits are able to manipulate we go in depth in some other episodes um so i won't get too long here and then what they did they took it a step further by kind of putting a human touch in on it so you as the person with the spirit box plug noise canceling headphones in and have the noise playing only to your ears and you can't hear anyone around you you cover your eyes make sure you can't hear and only have the spirit box playing and then you just say out loud any word you hear from the spirit box and then people sitting around you are asking questions so like if me and mac were doing it and i had the headphones and spirit box on max asked a question i didn't hear her question because i have noise canceling headphones on and i have the loudest noise ever because spirit boxes are so it's loud like and annoying <laughs> yeah it's flipping through radio stations and it's really staticky um so i'd have that playing in my ears and if it turned into a sound or like a word if like the sound kind of clears out and forms something i would just say whatever i heard out loud Again, not being able to hear Max's question. And in the video, they're having like full-on conversations where when 
someone's asking a question, nothing's happening, and it answers, and then it's silent again until someone asks another question. Um, there's also another video where that where one investigator was talking about they they had two set up and they start the spirit boxes started talking back and forth but again these people can't hear what the other one is like is saying so they're just repeating what they hear from the spirit box so for something to like ha be having a conversation where one of them waits and lets the other one talk and then the other one talks like it, it's it's weird that it it's always so the 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 coincidence isn't a coincidence like it the way it works out is cool to see. If you're interested, you should watch uh, Sam and Colby. They go to the Conjuring house. Fast forward to the very fucking end to avoid some of the things that irked me throughout the video. <laughs> um, there's a point where Sam and Colby, by themselves, without their little entourage, go into the basement and Sam puts on the headphones and Colby is straight up having a conversation with Sam. There's literally a point where Sam or Colby turns to Sam and is talking to him. Um and Sam is just staring at him completely blank-faced and Colby goes, "You can't hear me. I don't know why I'm talking to you." Yeah. And then continues to have a conversation through Sam. And like they they even show it in other points in the video when they're doing the same method, like trying to get someone to stop, they would physically they'd have to touch them to like signal like take the headphones off. They like Sam tried to to say hey colby stop like yell stop and like, stuff colby, like that like covered his eyes was the thing like sam was saying like okay we're dead like stop 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 and colby didn't react colby like actually kept going yeah colby kept like just repeating what the the spirit box was saying so they had Which to like was shake him like no and run <laughs> yeah and sam had to physically shake him to so him like to it, it it shows that they have this conversation and they really couldn't hear what other people were asking it's so at sick. one point the 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 person with the headphones on says the same thing as someone else like at the mm -hmm. exact same time yeah it's cool it was fucked up but it was so cool and it was really cool to watch and then they also switch um sam's questions are just kind of shitty and then <laughs> they do switch back like they go back and forth a little bit um and it, it it's funny because they don't know how to say beelzebub they just keep <laughs> saying beelzebub <laughs> beelzebub Beezlebub. There's a point where Sam has the headphones on, though, and he's reciting what he's hearing, which is over and over again. Uh, Beezlebub. 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 Like, talking over Colby. And it gets to a point where Sam literally has to rip the headphones off of himself because it got so loud. It just started screaming. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden it just started yelling. It's very cool, and we're going to do it one day. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> when we get a spirit box. When we get a spirit box and some noise-canceling headphones because I'm trying to talk to demons. Same. I'm trying to be haunted. I really am. If I leave this plane of existence without being haunted, I really messed up. If I die first, I'll haunt you. Thank you. No problem. It's what I'm here for. <laughs> you come back on the podcast and I interview you. So, like, what? Beazle what's it like bub. being a uh, <laughs> poltergeist? Beezlebub. <laughs> no. <laughs> Run. <laughs> it's me talking in the other mics, the spirit box that I can't hear. Like, I have to play it back. To <laughs> <laughs> it's a demon. Oh, I did that on purpose. It was hurting my eyes. You're good, but I didn't know that. Oh. And the computer, you said Beelzebub, and then the computer <laughs> then the shut computer off, shut and I was off. like, we're done. We're <laughs> we're out. We did it. We talked about Estes. And the Sally House. Who also mentioned Beelzebub. That did. I did. I caught Why that. is that what's mentioned? Because isn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but Beelzebub is like one of the seven lords of hell, supposedly. I believe he's a, he's a prince. He's of, a prince. Yeah, he was like the the second in command under the devil but he's not the devil he's not the devil 
why is some i think in some religion he that is another name for the devil or a similar name is the other name for the devil but in in christianity i believe again you please correct us if we're wrong but i believe he in christianity is just like one of the seven lords of hell well we gotta put a channel on our discord that's just misconceptions about the bible <laughs> yeah. Please educate us on our biblical lore. We're not up to date on. Canon. I think it's so cool though that that's one of the names you hear a lot in these stories, and it's not like always Satan. I am Satan himself. I'm just interested on why Satan would send his one. henchmen out. You know. Yeah. His right hand man. Send him out in there. Side note: um, You should watch Good Omens. Beelzebub. Pretty cool. Because the story of Good Omens, for those of you who don't know, it's one of my favorite shows. It's available on Amazon Prime. (laughs) If you are my friend and we know each other, um, you are welcome to come over to my house. I will watch it with you. But the story follows uh, a demon and an angel from the beginning of creation to present day. And what happens is um, throughout their lives of immortality together, they become friends, which you're not really supposed to do. And it gets to a point where, like, like one of the first scenes is them standing on the wall together. And, like, it starts to rain. And the angel puts his wing over the demon. Like, it's just cute. And, like, the story implies that this demon is the one who um, caused Eve to eat the apple. And that this angel is the one who let them out of the garden. Oh. It's a thing. Um, and throughout their times together, like, it'll cut to, like, the French Revolution. <laughs> I need to stop kicking this wire. <laughs> um, it'll cut to, like, the French Revolution or something, and the demon is swooping in to save the angel from getting guillotined because he popped into France for a little bit because he wanted a good pastry. <laughs> and there's other, like, the, the, door, the demon starts to do miracles for the angel like if if they got assignments in the similar in a similar area it would just be the demon to go do both the tempting and the the miracles oh and the angel would do the same thing oh so they were both equally bad and equally good and then it cuts to present day and uh the antichrist is born which means the apocalypse is starting but both of them like earth too much so the this angel and this demon team up together to prevent the apocalypse from happening because the apocalypse uh the angel the real angels and the real demons don't care about earth and humanity they just want the final war between heaven and hell to be over and done with so that there is a winner fair yeah and this story god is also a woman uh the angel is played by michael sheen demon david Tennant. i didn't know that it's so great to prepare because this was a book before it was a show um and the book had like a cult following think like interview with a vampire like it was right up there people loved this fucking content and it was to the point where like fan fiction was written about it to prepare for his role michael sheen read the fan fiction (laughs) to prepare to play this angel that's so fun it's a very good show it's so good i do need to watch it um, Crowley, Crowley the demon, David Tennant, uh, heard about talking to his plants in the 70s and got really into it, but he's he disciplines his plants. <laughs> he yells at them when they get spots, and he has, like, a, a beautiful garden. If it works. It's That's great. funny, though. That's good. Yeah. Watch the show. 
Oh, uh, does this story started because all of the angels have like, or all of the demons have uh, amphibians on them for some reason. Beelzebub just has a, a straight up frog on his head <laughs> the whole time, and it eats flies. That's fun. Yeah. I wonder where that, what the the significance. Of, we'll have to. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll tell you. Season two was just confirmed. That's fun. It's a very good show. Yeah. We're going to take an intermission. Yeah, we're just going to keep chit-chatting now. And intermission! Oh, I was going to do the, the clarifying. I don't talk shit about We you. did some research. You don't have to correct us on Discord. I mean, no, we might solve it wrong because this is Wikipedia. And it also contradicts itself. Um, But we looked up Beelzebub. <laughs> Our search history is terrible. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like, if you go through mine, it's all, like, names of cases, mm-hmm. ghosts. Straight up Conspiracy demons. theories. And then now demons. And the difference between demons and poltergeist and ghosts. How to know if I'm being haunted or possessed. Oh, my God. If I hit <laughs> this cord one more time and this screen comes on and continues to hurt my eyes, I am going to pitch a fit. Continue telling me about Beelzebub. Okay, so in some, like, theological sources, Beelzebub is another name for Satan. But in, in most kind of, like, translations of religion, he is a, like, the second most powerful demon after Satan. Mm-hmm. He's, like, a right-hand man, one of the three most powerful fallen angels, um, the prince of demons, um... And where else? There was another thing, quote, I wanted to say. Oh, he's the Lord of the Flies um, because he can fly. He's a demon that's usually associated with flying. Um, um, the words Emily used off mic were the, the demo- airport, the demonic air force. Yeah, the air force. He was he's in charge of the, the demon air force, which. Wow. I mean, at least he's employed, you know? Yeah. At least he's employed. That's got, that's pretty good employment. So sometimes he's the devil, sometimes he's the devil's right hand. It, he's usually seen as just a very, uh, like, another strong yeah. demon. And most things that I'm reading, it is saying he's very strong. He's very help, very high up in hell's hierarchy, according to the Wikipedia right there. Pop off. Um, he... Imagine putting that on your resume. Yeah. I'm very high up in the hierarchy of hell. Yeah, like, like, like top three... The seven lords of hell. He's in, he's top three. <laughs> like <laughs> top three. I want to know more about the other ones. Yeah, now I, I'm. That'd gonna, be a fun episode. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun other category. Just come here and explain religion to me. On and that's why we drink. They did an extra long episode where um, M explained the nine layers of hell from Dante's Inferno. Oh, and you know that's I fun. love Dante's Inferno. That. That's a fun... We One of us explained the layers, and one yep. of us explained the lords. <laughs> layers and lords. Whoa. Dungeons and dragons. Layers this also, and lords, dungeons and dragons. Going back to your story a little bit, um, he... Demon possession, specifically with Beelzebub, is there was somewhere... I'm, I'm not seeing where... Uh, I don't know how to say it. Pharisees. But something 
accused Jesus of like having been like using possession of Beelzebub, using possession of the powers to heal people. Oh, like shoot. the the demon possession or like the energy of the demons or whatever like comes from there. That could be why he was he's always mentioned when demons are able to possess things. I don't know. That's a little speculation. That's not off Wikipedia. The Jesus thing was, but Oh, the Jesus thing was on Wikipedia? Yeah, the Jesus in something. Don't know how to say it. But <laughs> Jesus Jesus of Nazareth? Jesus was accused of using Beelzebub's demonic powers to heal people. Oh shit. So that is what Wikipedia says. Is that up says. to date with biblical canon, guys? You know, I used the word canon <laughs> the other day, and Lucille was like, what does that mean? And I, like, or it was not the other day. It was like a month or two ago. Um, and Lucille was like, isn't that from the Bible? And I was like, yeah, that's where the word comes from. Like, biblical canon means it's, like, in the source material. But now it's, like, actually, in Naruto canon, um... I just think that's funny. <laughs> also, I kicked it again, and now it's back on. Thank you for telling me about Beelzebub. There is Beelzebub in Dungeons & Dragons in the first edition of the Monster Manual, who is just the D&D version of Beelzebub. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll get off the Wikipedia. So, for, for he, he usually is, for the most part, a demon that's very strong. He's not Satan, except sometimes the he name he could be another name for Satan. But most of the time, he's his own dude. Good for him, you know. So, good for him. It's my turn. I was just waiting. I was just sitting here. Thank you for telling me about Beelzebub. So that was my story. Come back next week. <laughs> Come back next week on this episode of Total drama island we already All talked right. about why chris mcclain was a war crime we're not bringing it back so mine is a true crime okay that's correct right when you do yeah that. yeah 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 okay um i said that with confidence and then lost all of it when i do a ghost you do a true crime this is the ideal episode okay so the name of this case i just kicked everything to try to sit up Let no we're good we both wait. just like adjusted really hard <laughs> we kind of like also if there was like a weird humming noise earlier when emily was telling me about bl but it's because i was definitely messing with the cord of my mic oh so. yeah that might you might have heard every bit of that i won't know <laughs> until i edit <laughs> okay so i'm not gonna tell you the name of the case or what uh peoples involved are referred to as kind of gives away i get the twist is very sudden oh okay in this so i don't know it is what you're saying i I thought you were about to be like i'm not telling you because you're gonna guess bitch okay you there is a buzzfeed episode on this okay there is um i I don't watch buzzfeed true crime okay okay um and then uh, what else can I say about it without giving it away? It's a very popular case. It's pretty famous. It's okay. it's an American case. It's like referred to as a one of America's top, kind it. Not a top true crime, but it's mm-hmm. just one of those things that is just kind of a lot of people know mainstream. Uh, but it did happen. Ugh, where specifically? Philadelphia. 
Okay. So it's kind of up north. A lot of people probably know the story. We kind of have different things down, like the Axe Man yeah. of Louisiana, like New Orleans, not all of <laughs> the Louisiana. The entirety of New Orleans. <laughs> the Lugaroo, like it. it yeah, you, yeah. you have regional stories. So I, I, there was a lot of stuff coming from up north around cool, cool, Philadelphia. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Uh, but so. So you're not gonna tell me the name or who is involved until the twist. I the twist is like right at the beginning. Oh. I just don't want to give it away. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So okay. I will tell you the name of it right when we get past awesome. the, the twist. So okay, you will have a name to refer to it. So in February of 1957, okay. a box was found on the side of the road. Okay. The box was not not deep in the woods, uh, but it was kind of, like it wasn't just sitting on the side of the road. It was partially in the woods. Partially concealed. Yeah. Um, and it was right off of, I don't know how to say this road, Sc- Susquehanna. It's a, a road in Fox Chase, Philadelphia. Okay. Um, it was also... Uh, it's like when a foreigner tries to we- read the word Lafayette for the first time. Yeah. Or Atchafalaya. Or Atchafalaya. Natchitoches. Uh, Thibodeau. Oh, yeah. They're all bad. Uh, but so like whatever that road is in Fox Chase, someone from Philadelphia, please help me. Probably French. It was an illegal dumping ground, but I think most like sides of highways are yeah. interstates are. So just kind of thing. Uh, the box is made of cardboard and the label showed it. It used to contain a bassinet from J.C. Penney. OK, um, that's ominous and eerie. Yeah. Do you want to know what was now in the box? A blanket. A blanket? A blanket. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were about to tell me, like, 13 dead some kittens. I don't fucking know. I was like, ah. Do you want to know what was in the blanket? Oh, my God. The fact that you're doing this to me is causing me a lot of anxiety. What was in the fucking blanket? A body. Oh, my God. <laughs> in a JCPenney bassinet box? Yeah. Those can't be that big. So it was the naked body of a boy aged four to six. Oh my God, Emily. So he was not that big. Oh my fucking. <laughs> Why do you let me talk sometimes? <laughs> Why do you let me speak? Oh my God. So yes, this is the boy in the box case. So I couldn't tell you the name. Yeah, I don't know it. Yeah. Um, oh my God, that's. So the body was about 30 pounds and was three feet, three inches tall. Oh, my God. Um, interestingly, the boy's hair had been cut. Like, it was kind of choppy, like, hack job of a haircut, potentially after death because there were clumps of hair in the blanket with him. So it could have been done when the body was dumped or it okay. could have been, like, soon before it was. Doesn't that mean remorse? Spencer Reed taught me a lot of things. Continue. Uh, yeah, like, when you position a body yeah, or like you try to make it look nice. We go into, like, what the theories about the haircut. Awesome. But it, uh... Not I'd awesome. No, no, <laughs> this is awesome, and I'm deeply troubled, um, but I make jokes when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. I also laugh. That's why we have a podcast. I laugh when I'm nervous, and I feel like people can misconstrue it as, like, oh, my God, I think it's funny. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, no, 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 no. I am deeply... That's why people laugh when they're angry, too. You you, yes. you laugh at any extreme emotion. Yeah. Laughing is kind of your your brain's way of pushing stuff out, why it figures out what, what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about... This poor baby. Uh, other than that, the the body had also been washed, recently washed. Oh. Um, again, could be pointing to some kind of, like, remorse, remorse thing, cleaning it up. But then they also just threw him in a JCPenney box and left it. Some, like keep it. No, I know that. 
It's not what I was telling them to do. <laughs> so, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. We go into some other stuff that kind of points in How the much other way. Can you have like you murder someone. The the boy what did appear malnourished, <gasps> and he did have kind of like strange scars on his body. These scars, like the the most important of these scars, included uh, surgical scars on his ankle what and groin, and an L shaped scar on the chin. Uh, L. Yeah, just kind of like a check mark. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Not like, no, no, they didn't like draw out an L. No, no sorry. It, it went down? No, it, it was on the underneath of his chin, kind of like made a point. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay just okay, kind of okay. like, it wasn't a straight slash. It was just weirdly like checkmarked L-shape. Gotcha, gotcha. um, I'm with you now. I was confused. So, there were signs of blunt force trauma on his head, and oh that God. is believed to be the cause of death. Uh... This gets into something a little aggravating. Uh, a man checking his muskrat traps in the area named John uh, Stochowiak. I don't know how to say his name. Pop Try off. my best. Uh, but checking traps in the area found the body, but didn't report it to the police because, quote from him, he didn't want his traps confiscated because he was trapping in an area he wasn't supposed to. Wow. And you know what? Um, karma got his ass good. <laughs> All I'm going to say, manifest it. Manifest that bad things happen to bad people. <laughs> to, Imagine to not reporting the body of a straight-up a baby. Yeah, and now you look suspicious. Yeah, yeah I saw no, the body, but... <laughs> I, I'm... T- I, it ended, I'm in the episode here. <laughs> it was him. He was the crime the whole time. <laughs> oh, that poor baby. And a days later, a college student named uh, Frank Guthrum... Days? Days, yes. A few days later. This man found the body days before other people did? Yeah. Checking his traps. He couldn't have, couldn't have taken the traps home. Just reported the body. Then put the traps back out. Bot- Fuck that man. Oh, my God. He's the villain of the story. So, a couple Second days. Second only to the murderer. <laughs> it does. This one's a little funny, too. Found. he Frank Guthrum found the body after following a rabbit into the woods because uh, he he knew there were traps in the area and he wanted to see if the rabbit had gotten stuck in one just kind of like it ran into the woods and kind of went and checked on the rabbit Good unclear as to like if he wanted the rabbit out of like wanted to take the rabbit to eat it because it got in a trap or wanted to save the rabbit we're not gonna, sure we're gonna believe good karma but uh frank almost didn't call the police also what again unclear wall why wall but i don't know what's up in philadelphia but apparently they just don't want to report crime no like literally like that is not that's not a ah, ha, ha. that's a that is a straight up crime that's <laughs> a crime that is a decomposing body of a literal child in a box oh my god he winds up reporting reporting it the next morning though because reports in the area started for a different case for a four year four year old girl in New Jersey was pl- starting to be played over the radio in the area and he heard the reports and he didn't look at the body so he didn't know if it was a boy or girl oh. he just saw that there was a, a young child's body so he called in as soon as he heard those radio reports and told him about the boy um, it was for a girl. The r- news reports were about a girl named Mary Jane. Okay. Uh, she she doesn't come back up, okay. and it's not really a true crime story with what happens to her. So, just left it out. I thought for sure you were going to n- name drop, like, a famous missing child. No. I thought for sure you were about to be, like, Madeline McCain. She like, is kind of famous. There was a huge search, one of the biggest, like, town organized searches for her. And there was, like, at first they believed, they found footprints of a guy 
like mm-hmm. a, a, a man's footprints, a dog's footprints, and a little girl's footprints walking by a river in the area. Oh. And they thought she had been kidnapped because she went missing with her, her neighbor's dog. So they thought they found the dog and the girl, and they followed those tracks by the river. They searched the area a bunch. It was a huge manhunt. It was a big thing, and I'm sure, like, one of those things that in Philadelphia, it's one of the, like, a more famous case. Did you know if she ever got found? Yeah. I can tell you real quick. It's not a true crime thing, or at least they don't believe it. You don't have to. I'm just curious. It is a, it's, it's sad, so disclaimer there, but this is a true crime podcast, so there is some sad stuff but she every episode we do is marked as explicit so she um went missing with her neighbor's dog like i said the the neighbor had a little girl around the same age and they liked to play together so she went and walked to the neighbors and that's the last time her parents saw her (gasps) and then the the neighbor they had been playing and her and the little girl her and the little dog the dog was very young Mm -hmm. uh wandered off and they couldn't find her like oh they don't know where God. she went and they that it's like months later when they find there was a house being built in the area <gasps> and she had wandered in oh my god um and the the closet shut behind her and it was a latch handle that she couldn't open oh emily what the <laughs> fuck yeah so she just was there she was just in there yeah they, m- no she wasn't that she died well yeah but i mean that's where her body was yeah she um she didn't have to she she kind of it's kind of it's still sad but it kind of helps it she she wasn't because it was cold and because she was like like the anxiety of it she she didn't suffer for for like through starvation or anything it kind of it was like hypothermia yeah she kind of like it it was part of the elements and part of anxiety it kind of just overwhelmed her and kind of like shut down and then passed away so it wasn't like she was like suffering and like trying to get out i'm gonna cry um the dog did it wasn't months it was a like it was almost a month excuse me because the dog survives the dog just the dogs have better stamina for survival mm-hmm. like that, and the, their fur keeps them with the the, the elements a little bit better. Uh, just kind of dogs are built different, and so the dog does survive. We can cut this out. Does the dog eat her? No. Okay. The dog. Um, <laughs> that would. No, that's fully where I expected. No, you no, go with they. It. it was a little puppy, um, and it survives. It. I be- like it it wasn't a full month it was almost a month and so they don't know if who like how she got in there if she just wandered in there or if there really was a man involved in mm-hmm. putting her in there it it wasn't locked closed but she couldn't open it from the inside just because the way the hand it was hard for a little mm-hmm. kid to open it um it was like a finicky closet and so the sad part is they they it's all sad but they checked the house a couple no. of times and there's a lot of reports of like i checked a lot of the closets but not all of them and that's just one i missed or stuff like that and it was just like a weird thing that for some reason nobody thought to check that one closet in the house i'm gonna be thinking about that for years for the rest of my life i'm gonna be thinking about that for years i had to I look at because they, they kept ta- like talking about they they kept getting reports because they thought like talking about the other girl missing in the area like hey do you think this body could be involved in this case so it it kept kind of coming up because they were getting calls so i had to look into what it was right um because it might have been like 
if not the body of her, it might have been like connected. The same yeah, perpetrator. So that's heartbreaking, and I can't believe you almost glossed over that. Cause it's sad. No, yeah, and literally is I, irrelevant. Uh, but at one point, um, I'm caught between wow that's like a story that i'm gonna have to live with for the rest of my life and like part of me regrets asking but the other part is like closure yeah like the question i would have inevitably had like like, what happened to her i'm not troubled deeply yeah please tell me about another very troubling case very troubling case involving a kid (laughs) emily what the fuck i didn't know our last three were gonna be about children no literally i was like this is enough episode like episodes in between when we talked about the babies okay Um, so we talked about the babies and then we talked about joseph fritzel and then we talked about dylan redwine and now you're about to tell me about a little boy i'm gonna cry tell me just tell me rip the band-aid off what happened to him so that he reports the body finally someone calls in and reports the body i'm mad again Um, i'm back from sad to mad but because they they, it was like they had waited so many days Mm -hmm. and it was so cold out that they could there was no place no way for police to accurately estimate time of death so they don't know like if the boy died here how long ago he did die they know the body wasn't like really decomposed or anything they could tell that that it was still pretty fresh but other than that they couldn't they couldn't accurately say like oh by his stomach contents he died oh, the, gotcha. like rigor okay. mortis is all like the the scale of it's all messed up or the time mm-hmm. framing of it's all messed up so they can't say he died on the night of or estimate a night that he could have passed away on did so you already give a month i believe so let me go back February, February. February. Okay, okay. So it's cold. Okay. Yeah, it's cold. It's winter. Um, I ask for clarifications on the stupidest details in no, your you're stories. Good. You're good. You're good. I'm always like, what date? What was their first, middle, and last name? <laughs> Give me a big time. Okay, sorry. Continue. You're good. Uh, so they can't get a time of death. They do know the body's fresh, though. Are semi-fresh. It's not decomposed. It's not a skeleton. Because it's cold. Yeah. So there was also no way to identify the boy or where he came from, like, no way to identify where he came from. He had no clothes on, so it's not like he he had, like, a school uniform on or anything. Yeah, it was a naked body. I I said that earlier. Oh, you did. Um, I've been picturing overalls. (laughs) No. I was wrapped. Hi. He was wrapped in a blanket. Yeah, he was wrapped in the blanket. And the blanket makes sense. Like, since he was clean, there was really no way to, like, say uh, where. Give any, like, estimate of where. Because this this road's, like, in the middle. Like, it's a a highway. Kind of just. There's not. They're not in a town or anything. They don't know if he came from here or somewhere that they just drove on this road. There's no pointers is what it's saying. And so they didn't really know where to start. They left the body in a morgue, though. So they they wanted people from other areas that maybe knew of a missing child or people in the area that just wanted to come look to see if they recognized him. So they left it out for like identification. Pu- the public to come in and try to ID that him. That makes sense because a four-year-old. Yeah, they have a driver's license. Yeah, they they just want somewhere to start. So they yeah. want to see if anyone even has like the slightest bit of recognizing him. Mm-hmm. They they have a place to start looking around and asking questions because I didn't know that that's. Well, I mean, this was like fifty-seven. The 50s. I was about to yeah. say like, is that commonplace for children? But we don't know. Continue. 
We Sorry. both took sips of the cocktail <laughs> yeah. at the same time. I was taking a I pause. I know that the mic caught up, caught at least one of those slurps. Okay. So in the end, people from 10 different states came to see the boy. Some of this is a lot of people put kind of what we talked about, morbid curiosity. Some That's people uh, were just like, haven't seen a dead body before because 10 states away. Like, I don't know, some of it, but also the north is kind of crowded yeah. they, they figured people could have driven so a lot of people were just really wanted to help with this case because it's sad and missing children is very are serious often transported too isn't that like a thing yeah they, that like they don't usually human trafficking you want to get away exactly. if you're stealing like you're a human a um so so that would make sense yeah so people did come from all over and our 10 states and they again really don't get anything people aren't recognizing him like they they don't really get a place to look from this it's just kind of like another okay where do we go what where do we start with um so police also at the scene took fingerprints and footprints of the the boy to match to hospital records um they they on top of all this around the same time they send out 400,000 flyers that showed the boy's face to hopefully like to spread that seeing him trying to get anyone to recognize him even further than people coming to see the morgue okay both of these fall through what the fuck yep nothing this feels weird these flyers were sent all over the country like this wasn't just in the area anymore they were sending them anywhere like do you recognize this kid please we need we don't know where to look um and I'm thinking, like, if you lose a child, like, I feel like that's something you're going to keep up with. Yeah. Like, your kid goes missing. You're going to keep up with any missing children found. Yeah, and that's their hope. They're literally, yeah. like, just put oh, it anywhere. In Philadelphia specifically, every, not Philadelphia, in uh, Pennsylvania, I, I just totally lost where I was. Take your time. No, okay. In Philadelphia, I said it wrong. I said it right the first time mm-hmm. and then corrected and myself the wrong way. way. Yeah. So in Philadelphia, they, they it was printed on every gas bill. Oh, shit. So anytime you got gas, it was shown. The flyers were sent all over. They were handed out. They were in the news. They sent them, like, to any news station that would take them, pretty much, just trying to get anyone to recognize the kid. Yeah. Um, the police at this point are kind of like trying to do anything they they at this point have a post-mortem photo done so this is kind of they pose the body mm-hmm. they put clothes on it they pose the body and like clean him up mm-hmm. to make him look like how he would have if he not was a alive. not a body yeah they yeah. they do some makeup they 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 just for for anything yeah they, they they're literally like maybe just because there's some like the cuts on his face are, are hindering people's ability to recognize him so they do this photo too they send it out a bunch um the photo the the yeah it just this photo um, traveled almost as much as the first batch of photos and again nothing dude <laughs> it's like this feels like something is wrong two people weren't gonna report the bodies and now like no one can recognize it like yeah it's just like one of yeah what's going on how does no one 
There's no other, the only other case that's like was pointed out was like Mary Jane was mm-hmm. missing and people called in about that, but yeah. then they, they, they found Mary Jane, so it couldn't have been. And that didn't have any leads pointing at someone in the area taking kids. Yeah. This didn't have anything showing that it, it was a, a, a taken kid because no one even's like reporting a missing kid in the area. Yeah. So, so he probably did not come from the area. So yeah, that's what they're they're saying. That's why they start sending it all over. Yeah. So they're they're really just trying to. Again, they don't know where to start. They found this. The, they found the box on like just dumped somewhere on a road, not in a town. Yeah, it could be the t- point A on this road or point B on this road. Yeah. You don't know. Um, so they really do try to just look everywhere, um, but. They, they backtrack a little bit. Of course, there's searches in the area. And while all of this is going on, there is, they're, of course, still getting stuff from the scene, going mm. back to the scene. They're, they didn't complete, they didn't take it away and then never come back. Right. And they do find some clues at the scene. We love that. Uh, this scene, the woods that it was found in were combed by over 270 police academy recruits and the police team. Dogs were sent out. Uh, what they find was first a blue man's cap and it was about 15 feet away from the box in the woods mm-hmm. the hat had been purchased at a local shop it had the tag in it so they knew oh, where it nice. came from and it was handmade by the owner mrs robbins okay. she remembered the man she sold the hat to because it was custom fit to his head and also had a custom buckle oh. he was blonde and in his late 20s but he paid in cash and she never saw him after that so there was no way to track him with that yeah. but they finally have a description of anything yeah um a description of a potential perpetrator and they start bringing it uh in the area no one's recognizing the hat like oh john from accounting has that hat yeah. they, they don't really get any other leads in the area on the hat so it was just that one shop he had stopped at and got a custom hat was found at the scene okay so that's fun they also that's what you do <laughs> yeah drop your custom hat okay they also find a scarf that was for a child um, oh this one doesn't really go anywhere, but it, it just kind of, it's evidence. More evidence, yeah. yeah. Um, there was also a handkerchief with the letter G on it. Okay. Uh, unclear about how far those were away from the body. Okay. I couldn't find it. And there was also a serial number on the box. So they, they take the box in, check all the tags, and this serial number shows investigators the specific J.C. Penny. Okay. This was from. Okay. It's in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's 15 miles away from the boy was found. Okay. 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 So only 12 of these bassinets were at this location. But miraculously, everyone who bought one from this location paid in cash. So they can trace none of the boxes. Bullshit. <laughs> I. <laughs> delete <what>? cash. <laughs> no, delete it. Delete it. I don't accept. <laughs> I mean, I get it that this was the 50s. But, like, bro, I was really hoping you were about to take it, like, Richard Ramirez, only two of those shoes existed in the United States. Well, eight of the purchasers did eventually contact the police, saying that they had the boxes or threw the boxes out already, Mm -hmm. um, and, like, showed that they had the bassinet and, like, could prove that they were one of the purchasers, and some of them, like, had the boxes, so immediately, so these, these eight of the 12 are written off, that leaves four that never contact the police. Okay. Um, One of those is sus. They never, they can't track to any yeah. of those. They don't know who in this area. Or you could have gotten, like, a box out of a dumpster or something. Yeah. Uh, it might there, not have even been a purchase. There is a, a theory that, that that 
box was already there. Mm-hmm. And when the person went to dump the body, they were like, oh, I'll put it in this. So there is a theory that the box isn't even connected. I'll put it in a box. Um, so this, the, the, they get some stuff from the box, but again, it's really no, no leads. But they kind of now, they, they, they kind of feel this area out a little bit more, the hat area out also, too. They finally have some places to start looking for stuff. Right. Um, so, uh, around the same time, the Philadelphia Textile Institute had been sent the blanket he was wrapped in. Okay. Uh, but it's just one of those things. There was a lot of these blankets made. They went to, like, JCPenney, Target, Walmart, everywhere. So you couldn't really track it from that, but they, they were able to, like, they they collected fibers from it to compare it to other things gotcha. at this point, but it, it's again a dead lead, Damn. a dead end lead. A I'm dead lead. frustrated. Yeah, reading it was so frustrating because everything was like, and then they did this, and then they did this, and then I'm none. waiting for the miraculous point of like, and then they did this, and they got some more of an answer. Like, <laughs> I need something. So another investigate uh, another investigator kind of brought up this lead out of doing his some some research into it and he a similar case he did research into a similar case so like the, another missing child uh or kind like of another dead end so the 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 boy had yeah another like a, a case outside of this the boy had long clumps of hair on him. Okay. So some investigators started to believe that he was being raised as a girl because of the long hairstyle okay. and a case similar that had happened, I don't think in the area, but it was like a missing child case mm-hmm. and they were like couldn't find anybody because they were like, this boy was missing, we found a boy, but it was that the family was told everyone that they had a girl kind okay, of thing. Okay, okay. So people thought it was repeating that and so they, they, at this point, do... Weird. He also had styled eyebrows. Oh. So. Weird. He, uh, uh, just weird. Kind of weird thing. Well, a boy with long hair, not so, not weird. so weird. Especially a little kid. It's hard to get him to sit down for haircuts. Right. Long hair on little kids is all over the place. But then the styled eyebrows come in, and you're like, that two together is a little little interesting, yeah. if anything. So they, they start circulating drawings of the boy. Not drawings, but, like, pictures of the boy. With long hair? With long hair, like, a more girlish demeanor. Uh, when they did the postmortem photo, they drew him in overalls. This one, like, was in a girl. It was only, like, shoulders up. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, in a girlish top okay. instead of overalls. Um, and just kind of put a diff- it the vibe <laughs> around the yeah. picture and used, like, saying a girl, a missing girl. Okay. Um, again, to circulate this picture to see if it rang any more bells. Again... <laughs> Dude, I'm waiting for like the creative solution. But they're really gr- like they're taking every route. No, like that's that's grasping at straws. They're like, what if this boy is a girl? Right. But like, let's get these pictures out. We need someone to draw this, circulate this image. We gotta find something. I mean, there's a handful of stories out there. This might be one of them. Yeah, like literally, they f- they were like, let's ch- test the odds of it. Um, so. At this point, they don't even have suspects. They have a description of a guy whose hat was in on the side of the road. Yeah. You know, so it's, like, frustrating no at leads. this point. People don't know what to do. Investigators are, like, pretty shaken up about this because they can get nothing. They mm-hmm. the, Some of the investigators really start to pour themselves into like, this case. not even apparent. Yeah, nobody's stepping forward. Nobody's saying, I recognize that kid. Nobody said, that kid lives across the street. Yeah. Um, 
nobody said i saw that kid in walmart one time my son goes to school with him yeah that like, no teachers say i've seen the kid he's never been in daycare like this person just didn't exist like yeah what that's weird no hospital records can match no to hospital him hospital records granted it was all baby like footprints they were comparing to but still, but still Nothing? I mean, what? He was four, right? He also had surgical scars on him, so no hospital records for those. There's no no lead to that. Right. How, like, how does nobody, nobody say, I did surgery on that boy? Right. Hmm? Because, like, I was thinking about it with, like, the chin thing. Like, it's common for kids to bust their chins open. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, bust your chin open, you have to get stitches. I don't know about the other surgeries. Yeah. His, His ankle groin and and his ankle. I don't know about those, but, like, busting your chin open, that that's a thing. Yeah. So, it just starts to really freak people out. That it's freaking me out. What do you do? I don't know, but you're going to tell me. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? So, all of these leads, like we were just talking about, <laughs> kind of don't do anything. It's one of those things that you, you get on a trail, you finally think you've caught something, and it just doesn't go. So... Um, on a, just to kind of like, this kid's in limbo. He's been sitting in the morgue. They left him in the morgue just to get people to identify him. And they finally, uh, in, later in 1957, I couldn't find the month, he was buried. And, but a year later, not a year later, a couple years later, in 1998, the body was exhumed so investigators could retrieve DNA samples from the enamel on his like uh, on a tooth okay okay um so i love dna testing yeah it's fun cold cases being solved scratches an itch in my brain yeah coming back way later people are all the people involved are dead and like you can finally that happened with the golden state yeah rapist wait yes she actually worked like was involved in some of this the 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 one who found the, the golden state killer oh she the one that like helped like pointed out a new way to look at it and then it wound up being the right way to look at it and they they, they figure out who done it ancestry.com is that what you're about to tell me no that's what, she, that's what the investigators used yeah and so she she uh i saw her name pop up mm-hmm. and it said oh like so, okay i got you I got yeah you. but it she she does not solve this oh <laughs> i'm sorry but she did her name it's funny that you said it because her name did pop up cool um so, he, just for clarification or, like, closure, he was reburied at Ivyville Cemetery in Philadelphia, and his, um, he, the, the city keeps flowers and stuffed animals. They, they kind of keep up his grave kind of okay. thing. And um, I just thought it was nice that they left him stuffed animals. Yeah. Um, so... I hate to break it to you. I knew it. I <laughs> fucking... You're about to tell me it's not solved, right? Yep. Fuck you. Yeah. I... I knew it. I knew it. I could feel it. But there is... There is more to the story. We get... We go back. Please. This is not where I'm cutting it off. Please. Uh, but I do want to let you know... They, Don't just tell me... And the city keeps up his grave. He's also yeah. known... Because his grave reads, America's unknown child is oh. what they put on his grave. So he's like an American tale because he's America's unknown child. Okay. Um, that poor baby. Yeah. So. 
like I said, they keep it decorated, and the case is still open, but they've they've come down with some pretty like strong leads and theories, okay. but they're harder to test. So it, it and also it's like, what can you do? It's it's it was in 1957, um, but just like we still don't have a name for this case. Is there a statute of limitations on murder? There is, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I hate that. No, you killed somebody in 1950. Just because it's a few years later doesn't mean. You should be able to get away with yeah. it. Anyway, <laughs> tell me. So, the case is still open, but they found some more stuff after. Okay. So, it just kind of to points to what maybe happened to him kind of okay. thing. So, one of the medical examiners on the case, Remington Bistro, he he was one of the, the people involved in the case that was really just kind of like threw himself into the work. Yeah. He, he was adamantly pursued trying to figure out what happened to this kid mm-hmm. um he he did this until he passed away in 1993 Aww. so like i like th- good samaritan cops. yeah this man over like 40 years of work that is mm-hmm. no yeah almost six so 30-ish years of work between 30 and 40 years of work yeah i'm not gonna do mental math <laughs> um he kind of did anything he even at one point sees a psychic who oh. described to him a house and he still when given this description couldn't really find any like a specific house there was other houses in the area that like there was a couple of places he wanted to look but then she offered to go with him to the site and like of where she was talking about and led him to a house that like matched exactly what she was describing and it happened to be a foster home <gasps> Side note about Remington, he's already a great dude. He spent a lot of time on this case. He also spent thousands of dollars out of pocket trying to solve the case. Really, like, this man was serious about trying to figure out what happened to this kid. It just struck a a chord with him, and he threw himself into it. I just thought that was a night. I got to give him credit. Pop off, dude. Pop off. (laughs) Remington went to, uh, like, an estate sale that the the foster home was having and found a few striking things. (gasps) He found a bassinet that was strangely similar to those sold by J.C. Penney, and he he could see blankets drying on the clothesline in the backyard that looked a lot like one of the the one the boy was found in. It's not the exact same, but that kind of same just department store yeah. or like Target kind of store. Might have came in the same pack kind of situation. Yeah, like it, it wasn't an exact match, but it's just like you vibes. Know, yeah, the, the it was a very similar style of blanket, mm-hmm. and like they also some of them were plaid, and the blanket the boy was found was plaid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of those two things put together, kind of that stands out. <laughs> and the foster home aspect of it. Why? Yeah. Why wasn't he recognized by a family? Why wasn't a family were missing a um, missing child. kid? So the owner of the foster home had a stepdaughter, and the officer believed that the boy belonged to her, and that the two of them killed the boy, or the boy died accidentally, and they they dumped the body so so people wouldn't see her as having a child before marriage. It oh, was, like, so he's pinning it on them. He kind of, he comes up with this theory. He doesn't go in, like, no, I no, think no. you killed the child. But, like, that's his... That's what he comes down with. Like, that's what he, he says. I trust this man, so and I want to believe him. So, this is kind of why. The stepdaughter did have a son that died accidentally. So, around Wait. the same age. Okay. But, after pursuing that lead, after figuring out she had a kid that died mysteriously, and that was kind of, like, the motive, not mysteriously, accidentally, they they start 
following it and they but there are more records and death records of this kid specifically he had been electrocuted from one of those coin operated horse rides oh um so so she didn't do it yeah and she was kind of accused of hiding a body because her kid accidentally passed away and then she has to be like no that's not my kid because this is how my kid died i can prove it to you trauma so I was like, good on you, Remington, because you finally made a break in the case, but <laughs> maybe step back a little. But, like, comb through those records. Yeah, no, but he, he chased it till till it, till the end. Um, they also, they, they couldn't find much more than, like, circumstantial evidence either. Okay. So the fact that she had, had the kid, the blankets, the bassinet, it was all, like, red flags. But other than that, there was no, like... But he very After well might have come from that foster home, just not, you know, murdered by the people there. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been like a foster family or a situation where, like a caretaker, like a janitor or someone. I don't know. I don't know. I want this boy's case solved. Yeah. And also, like, just a weird fact that the, the owner whose stepdaughter it was, I believe he marries his stepdaughter what they said it on wikipedia and i thought i misread it and then they said it again on the buzzfeed video and i was like oh this is the thing that's disgusting um gross. <laughs> i think it's ryan says it's like it's not incest but, but the fact that i have like to it. clarify is a problem it's adjacent incest <laughs> yeah it's literally a thing <laughs> yeah so it's just gross that was an interesting fact might have been like i don't know just weird in the wise words of klaus from the umbrella academy if you have to say technically you're already wrong yeah <laughs> that's pretty much what they say in the buzzfeed video that. the fact that you have to clarify that it isn't because everyone here thinks it is is a is still an issue yeah. um so they find they they go back to investigate them later and that's when they find that out but again yeah, yeah, yeah. a different investigator kind of follow re-follows up on it and finds that weird but again it's yeah it's not saying it's not killed a kid weird like yeah, there's no other proof of not it. illegal but it should be <laughs> so another lead was found by authors lou romano and jim hoffman uh they they found a man in the area who claimed to have like been rented a place to stay from and the man who he he rented the place from allegedly sold his son what what like they, they it wasn't the best place and they they saw something go down that the 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 man sold off his son for money for something um Whoa. Okay. so he kind of goes to these authors that are poking around trying to like see what they can find in the case mm-hmm. get the down low write about it and uh they this man just kind of i was like why didn't you report that during the time but that's fun that's fucked up so police use forensic and they they meet the man they they like can they can go to the man that rented him the place they have the name police have uh used forensic analysis to see if the boy could be related to this man and the man also had another son so this could have been the boy's brother okay uh so the the test showed enough similarities that it was flagged as continue testing <gasps> like they, they so spe- it might have been yeah that specifically in their nose chin and right ear were like matches okay um 
they uh they took dna from the supposed brother but there is no record if if they ever compared it to the boy or not okay which was like it's a little weird yeah why the first thing i would have done yeah so but a it, lot it of people saying like it probably didn't go anywhere and it just wasn't reported accurately right um because if it was they'd still be chasing that lead yeah kind of thing so it was just weird that it, it, it never followed up but yeah. it just could have been a misreport probably. of something but it's weird that there was similarities in both of the, yeah, the supposed relatives like, of someone who's accused of so- selling their son it just so happens like this guy is accused of selling his son and on top of that his son that he decided to keep biologically matches potentially with a missing child yeah they both match they both match with a missing child you did something sir so this theory can kind of tie into another thing that is found out by investigators the same investigator that went back to his name is uh uh, he's augustine Mm -hmm. investigator augustine he was the one that went back and questioned the the stepdaughter and the the owner of the foster home and so he is another person who's just like die hard yeah kind of really wants to solve the case and so he has and he wasn't involved in that one i believe the the Mm -hmm. one with the meeting the man who sold his son Mm -hmm. he is involved in this one though that can kind of almost like it's almost too similar oh great not similar but it almost ties in too well great so uh there was a psychiatric patient named martha who begged her doctor to she wanted to speak to the police she just i don't know where said i need to speak to the police right now i have something to tell them i can't say it here i have to speak to the police get me get me someone okay and so her her doctor contacted investigator augustine pop off good for that doctor uh, good on listening so to her. yeah and uh, like set it all up got it got to where she could say something to the police because that's mm-hmm. pretty serious yeah no no, no. um especially sh- like i can't say it here like that could have been a doctor patient assault situation we get into you. her story i'm not exactly sure why she was in the psychiatric psychiatric hospital but she did have like a history of delusions mm-hmm. and um that's all it said i don't know why didn't in dig. the 50s, you were in a psych hospital for postpartum She depression. also had a lot of, like, we'll get into her story, okay, cool. but she had some very traumatic events happen. Oh. Um, so sorry, it, it could have been, like, a trauma response that they had put yeah. her in there for, but they, they don't know the credibility of this. I just want to, dis- like, okay. a disclaimer to this. They don't know how much of it they can believe because she was in the, the, okay. the psychiatric hospital, but some of it stands out as really important. Disclaimers and we'll, necessary, understand. Yeah, gotcha. we'll, we'll get into, like, some of the weird parts of that, though. Cool. Why they really want to believe her. Cool. And they, they do they trust a lot up. of what she say. Yes. Her so, name is Martha? Martha? Martha, yes. Okay, Miss Martha. Um, so, like I said, Investigator Augustine is the one who kind of takes up the case after Remington passes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, hearing about this patient, he's super excited to do it, also agrees. And like i didn't say it but martha specifically asked that she like about this case like i need to speak up to the police about this case that's how they knew to contact augustine Augustine. um so martha says that at the age of 11 she had to accompany her mom because she couldn't be home alone to a house where her mom gave a man an envelope and they gave her a boy (gasps) what so, like, the man that sold his son? Her mom might have bought the boy. The mom might have been the one that sold her son. Oh, my God. Okay. 
Or the mom might have been the one that bought, bought the son, it. had sold her son. It's not another selling of a kid. Mm, so, but that lines up. Yeah. Don't like it. Martha also said that her mother both physically and sexually abused both of the kids. Wow. Okay, so fuck you, mom. This is some of the trauma like I was talking about yeah. Martha went through. And it also happened to the boy. So one night, the boy that Martha says name was named Jonathan threw up his baked bean di- like at dinner. He mm-hmm. was like got sick over something and threw up part of his baked beans and his mom in like a fit of ri- not his mom but her mom yeah. ri- like goes into this kind of like spell this fit of anger and beats him pretty severely and he uh, like hits the floor at one point and becomes barely conscious wow um the mom then calmed down bathed him but he sadly passed away in the bath so then Martha was put in a car along with the body and the mom drove them to the dumping site on that road, Martha says. And before they got the body out, a man stopped on the side of the road with them and Martha's mom whispered to her to stand in front of the license plate while the mom talked to the man to get him to go away. The man pulled up saying like, hey, are you having car troubles? Do you need help? Oh, um, and that's the blonde man with the hat, supposedly. Maybe. That could be where it came from. Martha didn't really have, like, describe him much, but said, like, but, like her mom kind of had to adamantly get him away. But that would make sense. Could a be. A stranger pulls over on the side of the road. Something could have, like, help. Yeah. You have a child with you because Martha is there. Yeah, Martha's out of the car and now standing in front of the license plate because oh her mom is making God. her an accomplice. Oh, my fucking God. So, oh my again, God. this story is all from Martha. Alleged, yeah. So, we, we do, I do. But the fact that it's checking a lot of boxes is yeah. the concerning part. Yeah, he boxes eventually. That she doesn't know about. He eventually left after the mom, like, insists that they're fine. They were, they were just, like, had to stop for a second. They were, they were good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Martha can move in front of the license plate. Um, so, then they dump the body there's nothing specific about the box martha didn't like really say like he was in a box but Mm -hmm. just said they took the body straight out of the bath that's why he's naked and clean oh and the boy had long hair martha says that jonathan had longer hair and the mom cut it because it's it was a very distinctive haircut so the mom was the one that chopped it up and then like after he passed away and then they went and dumped the body okay so there's some creepy things to point out. Other yep. stuff has already started to line out. But at the time, police were the only ones who knew that the autopsy showed that he had black beans in his stomach. <laughs> and that his fingers had been, like, wrinkled by the water. They said he that was bathed, but not that he, like, he was clean, but not that it was, he died in a bath and his fingers were still was. wrinkled. Oh, my literal Jesus God. Wow. Okay. So. So it. This is just what happened. Something that like kind of throws a wrench in the story is that neighbors at the time that knew Martha said that there was never any like they never saw a boy outside. They never. They had gone over a lot. They knew the mom. They never saw a boy inside. They like he could have been locked up. I don't trust that. I was about um, to say the Sylvia Martha Likens said that case, he. She was literally locked in a basement for years. Like, yeah. Martha, that's what I was gonna bring like, up. Like you bought a child. People living in the movie? house didn't even know that there was people living in the basement in that case. Yeah. And so this this kid wasn't. This kid was abused and, and also, also sexually abused. And so 
he could have said that. I'm sure the mom, mm-hmm. like, she bought him in that yeah. story. She, he was given illegal. It, yeah, it's there was like, something going on there that yeah. couldn't have just been shown to anybody. So yeah. it it throws a wrench in, but it's not a definitive no. no. And it's like if you if you buy a, a little boy illegally, like you're not gonna show up home and like want your neighbors of years to see that suddenly you have a child and start asking, oh, who, who is this? Where did he come from? Like, it, like, you don't want questions. Mm-hmm. I don't, and if, if she already abused him, like, she clearly doesn't care. Yeah. So, they, Augustine did say, and other investigators working with Augustine at the time say they do want to believe Martha and believe Martha mm-hmm. because of the, the, too many parallels. She knew yeah. too much of the story that, that had, had never been, been released. released. Um, so. Miss Martha, thank you. Good yeah. for you. Some some resort like some reports like referred to her as M. Okay. I don't know if that was like a name she went by. Okay. But the, the or maybe it was classified. Yeah, for a like while. Later. Yeah. So I I couldn't find where the origin of that came. Mm-hmm. But she's she's Martha or M. Okay. Like the letter M is. It how might they have been because she was in a hospital. That too. Because it's like confidential. You couldn't give someone's full name. Mm-hmm. Because like that's personal information to say like a psychiatric it could she could have requested to go by it for a while kind of thing i just couldn't find the exact origins of that but some reports do call her m so i did want to say that too if you read it makes martha and m are the same person so they couldn't at this point it was way later it's in the 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 late 90s early Mm -hmm. 2000s at this point case happened in 57 yeah so they can't really go back and pinpoint what happened. They can't make arrests. But this is kind of where Augustine, the investigator, one of the last investigators that really went into the case, he believes Martha's story. And not everyone, he, I don't, I couldn't find anything from him saying he believes it was the man that the other people found that had sold his son. Right. But there is also that weird connection. Yeah. Especially since there was also DNA flagged, like yeah. matches in their, their facial structures. Right. So these stories could be tied together there's no we'll never know for sure yeah. but this is one of the most likely scenarios of what happened to I mean, the boy it checks a lot of boxes so but yeah that is america's unknown boy that makes me very sad but martha came through martha came through i read the baked bean things and i stood up from my computer grabbed a bat of popcorn and kept reading i was like oh my god no like it's something <laughs> yeah i get you that i can't because it's when they hit the things like it was also after hours of research about every lead that fell through. And then Martha yeah. finally says something that surprised them. They're like, there's no way you know that. Yeah. That, I was like, finally, his we're here. His were wrinkled from a bath. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the beans in his stomach. Like, it makes complete She sense. knew why the hair was cut. Yeah. That she knew the hair was long, which that stuff was in reports that he yeah. had long hair because they, they did they reports did of when he was a girl. So she could have gotten it there. But the, the baked beans and the fingers specifically, mm-hmm. the police really were like, okay, this... And, like, the fact that it's... She's it, got something here. It explains away a lot of things, too, like the man. Like, the fact that there was a man who who was at the scene we don't know if he was blonde but like we don't know if he's the one that dropped the hat but it could potentially explain why there, why was, there was a hat there it was also the woods on a highway like it, it like no it, one's gonna stop there unless you're doing something sketchy or or you need help so or it was like help. that that story made sense that that she had to stand in front like it was just a little detail mm-hmm. right there that it, it and like the fact that she she didn't say 
my mom bought a boy she said i saw my mom hand over an envelope yeah and my mom left with a boy <laughs> like i was there i was 11 years old i didn't really understand it that i was about to say and it's the fact that like her story all comes from her perspective like the fact that like she remembers like i had to stand in front of the license plate and my mom that's what i'm saying my mom was talking to a those man. Like, little details like, she didn't just say and then we dumped the body she said the man pulled up my mom whispered to me that you have to stand in front of the license plate right and then after because that's they the wrapped thing the that boy an eleven-year-old would remember. Yeah, like an eleven-year-old will remember the things that affect them, which is, oh yeah, I had to stand in front of a license plate because a guy walked up, but I don't understand the significance of that. I don't know I what's don't going on. That I was covering. And her mom was also abusive. Her her mom yeah. was not a good like to to be like no, yeah, wasn't an option for her. She had been abused her whole life. Right. She was like not gonna disobey this woman she was scared of this woman right so like it, it just if the little details of martha's story even like augustine had said it the little details and the details that she had no way of knowing right it just hit like it pop off martha good it, for you she she may like she does like reportedly had experienced delusions before and talked delusionally but that trauma response but there's no way you guess what he ate for dinner yeah out of the infinite things that kid could have had for dinner and know that his fingers were like he was in a bath when he died not washed after he died yeah. and the haircut yeah and like and the 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 hit on the head he hit the floor because of the there was blunt force trauma on his yeah it, yeah no like literally and like i don't know it makes sense and i don't know i don't know I don't know. Fuck that. Isn't that crazy? That like years later, they kind of get this crazy story. And it makes sense now too, because Martha is presumably an older woman now that she's coming to the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been in the hospital. She's away from her mom. Right. Kind of got help after. What what year do we know? What year she told? She talked to Augustine or no? I I I don't have the exact year. I'm sure we could find it, but I know it's in like it's after uh, Remington dies. Right. So when Augustine picks it up, Remington dies in 1993. So this is late 90s, early 2000s. Late 90s, early 2000s. So she's what? 40? Dude, I had her age. I be- she's in her 30s, 40s. 30s, 40s. That that make that carries. Because you're not going to remember details like that. They like, had her age, too. Why did I not write that down? Um, let me make I sure just, I didn't. I was just curious because, like, it... it it carries to me, right? Like, you're gonna... You, it's not like she could report when it happened. She was 11 and being abused. Yeah, she had no way to get the police. It also right. explains why nobody reported anything. Why there was no report of a missing boy. That. He wasn't... Uh, if a family lost their kid and it was some kind of like someone took the kid... Right. It obviously had to be something where they couldn't be like, hi, my child's missing. Yeah. The mom wouldn't report a missing kid if she be- she knew what happened. And if she was hiding him from the neighbors already. like He the, was bought in secrecy. The neighbors are not a, an end-all, be-all for me. There that's a, that's so what the investigators of, say. Yeah. It, it throws... It, it makes... It throws doubt into the, the right. equation, no but question. But realistically, how much doubt? Yeah. Martha... They while while Her not evidence outweighs the doubt. With like the with the the psychiatric stuff, mm-hmm. they they can't like put yeah, it. I gotcha. Cold say this is what happened, but but also it, um, like the investigators were like, we believe her. Her psychiatric not an end all be all. Like abused children often have delusions, like or what can be classified as delusions. And in the fifties, the medical field, 
You know what else happened in the 50s? MK Ultra. Yeah. And a woman was put into a fucking mental institution because literally she had postpartum depression. Yeah. Like, she could have been put in for anything. And, like, there are so many stories, so many stories of secret children. Like, there's a there's a story, I don't remember the case, and we'll eventually cover it. I can almost guarantee it. Um, it was a big deal. It was also another, like, Dr. Bill case where there was a little boy who was um, abused heavily, and he was locked in a closet within a closet. So, like, oh. it was a crawl space within a closet, and that's where he went for time out for days at a time. There was also that girl that they that was living in the backyard. Neighbors didn't even see her. She was in the backyard. She was she was kidnapped. She was like back there for many know. years. I don't know what you're talking about. Genuinely. Oh, <gasps> we talked about it yesterday. That case where the man watched his daughter get <gasps> taken from the bus stop. They find her years later, living in the backyard of her kidnapper, and like the, the she had had a kid. Yeah, no, I was about to. They this man is standing at his driveway watching the 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 bus like looking down the road at the bus stop he didn't walk all the way down to the bus stop he figured he was like safe yeah you know like my the, mom used to do that yeah you stand out like the door to our apartment yeah my my parents did my that sister. you 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 stand in front of the door come yeah. out make sure they get off the bus safely and this man watches as a van pulls up after the bus tape pulls his daughter in and drives off man starts running after the car even with seeing the van seeing in broad daylight who jumped out the van and took his daughter running after it they don't find her for years like 20 something years and she ends up in someone's backyard she was living in someone's backyard like i, I think in a, a shed thing but she what like was able to come out mm-hmm. but like there was, there was fences and stuff involved but they could not find her she had a kid back there <gasps> like that's that's some Joseph Fritzl shit. Yeah. Yep. There was also, um, I mentioned it earlier. I don't know if I will ever cover it because I do not know if I have the stomach to cover it. But the Siv- Sylvia Likens case uh, is one yeah. of the worst. Um, it's it's classified as a um, a sexual crime without sexual abuse. Weirdly enough, like they made her masturbate with like a Coke bottle. It yeah. was terrible but they legitimately like chained this girl to the wall in the basement and like people just didn't know like but all this to show like just because the neighbors like we never saw a boy you didn't live there you also like obviously when it comes to confirmed that the mother was already abusing the child you do not know what the fuck was going on in that house because there are so many you didn't report martha's abuse literally didn't no literally so yeah. You don't know what was happening in that house. That you don't know if there was a boy in that closet. It's most likely how the boy got there. Insane. The insane. boy in the box. That was insane. I'm angry and I almost, sad. I almost like, didn't cover it because they don't figure it out. It literally, it was like the most disappointing thing ever to like research. And then I, I found that and I was like, I have to share this. That's crazy. But... Oh, we didn't say that this is the morbid and mundane episode twenty-two. Emily, I feel like it's a great time to say it at the end of the episode. At this point, I don't even care. Like, <laughs> the the feelings coursing through my body, like I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I am feeling so many things right now, and when we take our road trip, I want to go see him. Oh yeah. Flowers. We're also planning a road trip. 
for Terrible haunted time to place. Drop that in. Haunted things. We were looking up prices for the Lizzie Borden house literally yesterday. We did. We did do that. I'm gonna cry. I hate that. I hate cold cases in general, but cold cases combined with a case involving a child. Yeah. Like there are so many things that make my tummy. But at least we have a plot. I did. I wasn't gonna share it when there was just no explanation to what Wait, happened no, to there that. Is a plot. And then I found that, and I was like, "That's most likely what, what happened, happened to him." It lines up. You, like, we can't say for sure, and there's no way to know for sure. But now we have like a. We have an explanation to how a kid wound up in the woods and nobody knew who he was and nobody reported that a kid like him was missing. Literally. Like, what? It all makes sense. It really does. And, like, it really checked a lot of boxes. And, like, the, the whole thing, when people know more than the police let on, that that is always, that's it. That's what happened. Like... To know he had specifically baked beans. That. That. You can name the contents of their fucking stomach. Yeah. The wrinkly fingers, the haircut. Literally, the only thing it doesn't explain is the bassinet box, but that might have been there before. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of what the box from the dumpster. Yeah. Like. Just a random cardboard box. A blanket that could have come from any department store. That box could have been dumped way before. Like, that. You don't know. Or she could have gotten it from a dumpster. Like, drove past a JTC Penny on the way and was like, oh, yeah, it might make sense to put it in a box. Yeah. Fuck that woman. First of all, even if she didn't buy a child and then murder them, she at the very least abused her daughter. Yeah. Fuck her. Martha is a godsend. A queen. And I'm grateful that she existed. I, I like, I really enjoyed the, I the, the fact her. that the doctor, I'm kind of far away from my now because <laughs> I don't, the doctor believed her. Believed her and got her to the police. Like, they, she said, I need to speak to somebody. And this man said, okay. And good for her. Good for her for, I wonder what triggered the memory. Or if know, she, like, she was waiting. She might have, like, that. She might have just been too scared. But it's also, like, trauma will repress memories that too and seeing a child die in front of you is trauma and like i wonder if it was like a news article or something that maybe triggered it and like that was what finally caused her to snap and say i need to talk to the police because like i know what happened to that little boy yeah and bless that doctor for believing her and getting her to saint augustine i said saint augustine Augustine. (laughs) investigator augustine the correct investigator and Good for good for him. Doing his research. Yeah, he knew which yeah. investigator to go to. Man's. And even if it's not his name, like, the fact that he was buried without a name. And we, ma- we might now have one. And we might now have one. Like, that, it, the idea of that hurts a little bit. Yeah. The fact that it might be at least a little bit of closure. I wonder what happened to his mom. Yeah, where was she? If that was the man who sold his interesting he probably killed his wife he sold his son he killed his wife (laughs) confirm she might have died during childbirth i don't know yeah we don't know but that would the story of that man damn that was heavy that was a that was a solid episode though i enjoyed it i mean as much as we can enjoy it that yeah i'm not no no, no. we're not being disrespectful this is what we came here to talk about though Right. is heavy topics we com- like uh, comparatively i guess uh, like you know that something is it invoked feeling i guess yeah you know? catharsis like it, 
it made me angry and like I'm still a little sad and yeah. I'm still thinking about that little We're girl not in telling the stories to make you happy. If you listen to this podcast, you haven't figured that out by episode 22. Everything is marked explicit, dude. And morbid. One of the tags I use when publishing our podcast is literally cannibalism. <laughs> I tag, like, our name, Conspiracy Paranormal Ghost. Like, I tagged all of them. I had one left, and I was like, yeah, this carries. We have yet to have cannibalism. The, f- the, f- the closest we've gotten is Catherine Knight, who cooked him, but did not eat him. You know, side note, while we're talking about Catherine Knight, my favorite podcast of all time, and that's why we drink. It, our show is a free plug. I <laughs> adore those people. Um, did an episode on Catherine Knight, and I didn't click until way after the fact when I was scrolling through their episode list. Definitely said that she did eat him. Oh. Are there conflicting reports? What what I read was that, and I watched Bailey Sarian's video. And I'm not calling your research. No, no, you're good. No, you're good. At all. Like, I completely trust you fully. What I, I have found, my three things I got it from is uh, there was an article talking uh-huh. about, like, Australia's almost cannibalistic housewife or gotcha. something. And that was one of the first titles I had seen about her. And then I also... The almost of, cannibal. Yeah, and then I saw the on the Wikipedia article, they said, like didn't eat him through the plate out mm-hmm. and then bailey syrian's video talked about like how she cooked them but then didn't eat them and how she set up the table um it might have just been one of those things where like media took it and said oh, cannibal she cooked him so obviously she ate him yeah. could have been but like wow the fact that that's even a question bothers me yeah and we haven't talked about cannibals but we've talked about almost cannibals we've talked about wendigos that's cannibalism there we go we did hit it we haven't and we've mentioned a few of the main yeah no i'm not saying we we've never touched the topic of, of it but i just thought that was funny <laughs> that we've never sat down like i'm telling you about a cannibal today who who were we talking to about ed Gein who didn't know who that was it was you and me right was it aaron who didn't know who ed Gein was and we told maybe him adam about the nipple belt it might have been Adam. We did say it to Aaron, too. The nipple but I, I've at least had to explain who Ed Gein was. I've had to explain Ed Gein a lot. Because he... He's pretty famous, but a lot of people don't know the name. A lot of people know him as Leatherface. Yeah. Like, or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, people know who he is. They just don't know he knows. He's also Hannibal Lecter is based off of him. Like... Yeah. It's a lot. He's a... He's a trip. He's going to be an episode when we get to him. He's going to be a time. He's going to be a time. I'm part of me. There is part of me that is very grateful that we haven't touched those people yet. We found, yeah. Like that tip of the iceberg. Because, you know, like there's those icebergs, diagrams. Yeah. We're pretty mid-tier. Some lesser known. Some well-known. Yeah. And we've talked about, like... It's one of those things, though. You don't want to sit down like, this is my new podcast. Let me tell you about the cases you'll hear on every single one. Literally. To try and find, like... And we do cite a lot of other podcasts. And so, obviously, we're not the only ones who've ever heard of this case. Correct. No, duh. But, like, it, it's I one... I love podcasts. It's so much more fun to sit down and instead of me researching Ed Gein, who I've known about since I was, like, 10. Literally 12. Yeah. Like been into this stuff forever. To sit down and research something I d- haven't heard of ever. That... So. I also think it's like, I I am a person who consumes a lot of true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of true crime, paranormal content. 
like that is the thing that I will put on in the background like while I'm doing my laundry and to me it's like almost like there's there's a 101 level of knowledge where you come in and you say like I know who Ted Bundy is I know who the Zodiac Killer is I know who these people are and it almost got boring to listen to those episodes because I wasn't being told anything I anything that I didn't already know yeah and like a 30 minute rendition of this the, of, the, of, a, of case a case that lasted 20 years yeah is you're you're not gonna hit those little details that blow your mind when you finally Literally. do hit them so it's hard to like those cases are just like i would love to talk about them for sure but, but it's that needs time yeah you gotta sit down you gotta talk about it it's a big thing mm-hmm. and you gotta make it worthwhile you can't just give the spark notes anymore because no, you could get the spark notes on every single true crime show true crime podcast true crime youtube right. channel so like you gotta you gotta sit down and bring a little bit more to the table it's like the night stalker documentary that i knew who the night stalker was i knew who richard ramirez was and I had the Sparknotes versions fed to me from every true crime podcast and every true crime YouTube channel. Like, everybody knows who Richard Ramirez is. He was on American fucking Horror Story. But when a documentary breaks it down, and dude, the timeline in that documentary was so good. insane. The way they count it down, like, 100 days after the first event. That. 160 days after the first event. Like, it shows you how much time is passing, not in, like, mm-hmm. by saying the months. They say how many days have passed. That. And I really enjoyed that different, like, spin on showing me exactly like how long this took literally and i didn't know so many things but it was the details yeah levels in the details yeah and like things like the 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 geens the Dahmers, the gacy's the the bundy's like i feel like we treat this podcast like if you're listening to this you know who those people are like you're listening to this because you're interested in this content you know who those people are. You at least know their name. You don't have to know. Or at the very least know their name. Like, we yeah. sat and talked to Aaron. We're here for details. some weird stuff. The SCPs. No, like, literally. The, like, the cases that we have to dig on the internet forever to find. That. I think we treat treat this podcast, like, with a... a we're solid mid-tier. And I <laughs> like that. <laughs> you, you know some stuff, but we... You know some stuff. We're going to tell you some more stuff. And we'll learn some things along the way, too. Please learn us a thing. I... Tell me in Discord how I mispronounce every word. Please. Oh, please don't tell me about my pronunciation because I already, I do so much pronunciation research. If I'm saying I don't know how to say that, it's because I don't know how to say that. Like, I will cry. Please don't believe me. I do, like, look up how to say names and then try to write it down, and I can't read how I break it down. (laughs) Like, I just can't say names. We got to tie this up. We do have to tie this up. We have pasta and Aaron (gasps) waiting for us. So, um... I will... S- I, just me. We'll see you next week. <laughs> uh, just me. Uh, I don't know why I said I. No, we will both here be here next week. But yeah, follow us on everything. Follow we- us on everything. If you've made it this far. Shit might get funky coming up here. Oh, that is a good disclaimer. We might... We're, this will be on social medias in the Discord. Because yeah. I know a lot of people click off part of the way through us rambling. Um, oh, yeah. the end is kind of we just say plug we plug ourselves you know but with covid spiking up again we want to be safe we are in a place that we are not the only people here so 
rules may change situations are gonna have to change for recording stuff might sound different we're not going back to what we did with my xbox mic oh my god <laughs> that was bad no. that we had to do for two episodes that's not coming back we're working on something doing something much more like you like listener friendly so be warned but hopefully you don't even notice a dis- difference that much and some shit might get weird yeah there might be some like sub things going on in this podcast sometime soon. Yeah. Who knows? Branching Who knows? out. You might open an episode and it's a voice you've never heard before. Or it's content you've never heard before. Who knows? Who knows? Hopefully we bring new content. Everything is unpredictable. No, we have some really cool stuff in the works beyond the COVID stuff. Like fun Literally. stuff. Not the the we might have to record a different way yeah. because COVID. <laughs> right. I was trying to say, like, we also have fun things, not just technical things. Like, yeah. So we put a lot of work into this. We've and, also like, put a lot of recently planning. Yeah. Like, we've, we've sat down and said, where do we want to take this? We have a calendar. We do. That by, and by planning, I mean we sat down and we made a calendar. <laughs> Um, and like we, when, when we, I think we've alluded to it before, but like from the conception of this idea to like the actual publication of our first episode was about six months, like worth of planning and theorizing and setting things up. Like we put work into it, um, to make sure like, yeah, we're, we're two 20 year old kids who are trying to make a podcast, but like. We put effort in, and we want our stuff to be good and fun and frisky and fresh. And we are new to it. We, did, it, like, we, we yeah. you can. I listened to our first episode the other day, uh, doing DoorDash, and you can tell we're so nervous. We're so nervous, and we do some things funny, and we've already like learned a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's fun to see it change and yeah. evolve. It's somebody was talking about, and that's why we drink. Because Em and Christine started that when they like weren't huge friends. They were like. Um, acquaintances at best they just both really liked this content someone said it's fun to listen to them become more friendly like become best friends as this podcast progresses yeah i was thinking about that and i was like there is no evolution between us yeah we're just cousins no we're like literally just cousins but like we learned how to like talk cool. a little yeah <laughs> but and not say oh my god i'm so nervous every sentence <laughs> every um, time every second of that episode i'm like oh i don't know how to talk we traded that out for oh my god i hate that yeah, now we just say, oh that's God, crazy. I hate that. Wow. Wow, I hate that. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, good night. Good night. Enjoy your breakfast, lunch, and or dinner that is coming up. Join our Discord. Send me screenshots of your prison architect prisons. Uh, and DM me your Minecraft usernames to be potentially added to our Minecraft server. And happy September 8th. Bye. Oh, oh my God, happy <laughs> September 8th. <laughs> Bye.